Hey, y'all, it's a great day here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I was out checking the sprinklers, and it was snowing. What? I know. it's uh, All right. It, it, that's not why it's a great day. It's a great day because Sacred Fire of Liberty is on. Jonathan E. Moore's joining us, and we've got a major update first quarter of 2023 uh, on his run for the United States Senate to defeat Tim Kaine coming into the next election. It's going to be great. Really good stuff. Also, uh, one of the biggest news stories uh, happening at the Supreme Court level related to things that I am concerned about, many of you are, uh, do you have to go to the FDA to beg the FDA to rule on on their unconstitutionality? Please admit your unconstitutionality. No. Now you can go directly into the federal courts. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to hear from Jonathan about that. And uh, and there's a whole lot more. His defense, uh, that well, the Constitution's defense against communism and socialism. 13 particular points Jonathan will bring up in his latest article. And then we have uh, Q Streaming. We've been talking about that a little bit. The founder, uh, uh, Dave Witt Weddle, uh, giving you an opportunity to access uh, programming that you like for a fraction of the cost and also support the Robert Scott Bell Show. So some really cool stuff coming up today on the broadcast. Tell your friends, join us now, robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll see you there and get ready for the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour with Jonathan E. Mord coming up next. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Oh, yeah. Big news on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Breaking news, in fact. We just learned of the first quarter results in the race for the United States Senate in Virginia. Uh, the race against Tim Kaine. The race for Jonathan E. Mord. And uh, listen to this, folks. Uh, this is this is this is very exciting, and this is partly because of all y'all out there that support Jonathan Emord, our good friend, and who's who joins us weekly for the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, he has raised in the first quarter, as the reporting quarter of 2023, uh, over 457,301 and 72 cents, so nearly half a million. And uh, according to the stats here, it looks like it's nine times more than his closest uh, Republican competitor in that race to defeat Tim Kaine, to get him through. And I'm just thrilled by this because if you're looking for a guy that has ignited and is reigniting the sacred fire of liberty in Virginia and across this land, it's Jonathan E. Mord, and there's genuine excitement, genuine support. And uh, I'm encouraging you to reach out to all your friends and family in Virginia. Let them know about Jonathan E. Mord. Let them know about this. It'll be linked up in the show notes today at robertscabell.com. And uh, Jonathan E. Mort is with us right about, I'd say, now. Jonathan, way to Robert. go. Yes, sir. Good so, news. So cool. So it's, uh, yeah, the, the grassroots campaign that you and I were participating in all across the state, as well as numerous other speaking engagements that we've had across the state of Virginia, are have resulted in a grassroots movement that mm-hmm. is very strong, and it's reflected in the financial figures. So. Yeah, that's good. We're nine times higher yeah. in financing than the the top, uh, the next top competitor to us. And uh, frankly, um, it's also the case, I think, that the overwhelming support coming from the state mm-hmm. among Republicans is clearly in our favor. Yeah, so I, I tell you, I, I think we're going to I think we're going to win big, Robert. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and I just think we got it. We have to. We're, you know, I'm 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 working very hard. I'm going everywhere across the state. In fact, uh, tomorrow morning I'll be heading up to Richmond to the to the Republican Party advance uh, meeting. Mm-hmm. And the next day I'll be heading to uh, Matthews County to speak to a group that they say now is 200 people, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's the smallest county in Virginia, Matthews County. Yeah, but we have a big roar with 200 folks greeting us there uh, for I'm coming down there to support a woman who's fantastic, like things like us and is running for the uh, board of supervisors in that county. And I'm going down there to support her candidacy, but she's turned it into she's very gracious and she's given me an opportunity to speak to all 200 people for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's tremendous because our message resonates. It's hitting yeah. The grassroots, and we're going to see a major, major effort. I, I think I bet you we t- end up um, knocking the percentages up on who votes. That is to say, a higher percentage yeah. of people I think are going to vote. Well, and I think this is, you know, this resonates what you just said because of the response when we were out there on tour, not only in Virginia but elsewhere where people heard your message and heard your voice and resonated, you know, what it brings, right? That, that, uh, honesty, that integrity, that constitutional basis for all that you bring to, to, you know, why you're doing it. And, and I think that's genuinely, um, igniting a desire to actually participate that has been lost. Like I've said, I haven't been excited in a candidate since Ron Paul, you, you're the guy, right? That's so cool, Robert. You know what? We have this. So I'm really excited about the commercials that have been put together. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's one that is too long. It's two minutes to run on TV. It's too long to run on TV. Yeah, we'll we'll play it here. There's a 30 second one that we're going to air on Fox affiliates all across Virginia. And it's actually going to be around the Tucker Carlson show and around uh, Fox and friends day after day and that campaign of broadcasting is going to reach so many people i mean millions and millions in virginia nice. so for once they will suddenly hear a voice and a and a position that will resonate yes. and see there's hope for them in in reversing the horrors that are going you know taking place in the administration but at some point robert you ought to play that two minute one because for mm-hmm. your audience in particular it'll have significance because it, it's got some old footage in there. I saw it already. I was like, whoa, that's going way back. Right. Real health freedom. Uh, the, you know, the, yeah. the three credibilities we talk about, you've been in this longer than just about anybody. Certainly that's running uh, for, for office right now. Uh, and you know, so well, uh, not only on a constitutional basis, the reason for it, but also as it affects many of us in the health freedom community. And so uh, I'm going to give you a heads up bottom of the hour. Y'all we're going to play that two minute clip. Uh, that'll give you a little bit of history. For those of you who've been at this for a long time like we have, I think you'll greatly appreciate it. So, uh, Super Don, put that on cue for bottom of the hour, and we'll do that. Uh, now, Jonathan, also, I want to say thank you to all of our audience, many of whom have also supported you, donated, as yeah. little, as little, whatever little bit or a lot of bit you can do. I can tell you, keep those those cards, letters, and donations coming because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the, the donations that come in from people, five, $10, $20, mm-hmm. that, that really adds up when you start getting hundreds of them. Um, you know, that's, what's really doing it. And remember, even though we're doing extremely well in raising money in the first quarter at a half a million, 
Tim Kaine is estimated to be uh, getting 61 million, 50 to 61 million dollars in support of his reelection effort. So we've got a long way to go. We, we're doing a better job than every other Republican, but we've got a long way to go. So anything people can do will help. Yeah. Well, to overcome that kind of money can only happen at the grassroots level. And, right. and you know, that it's not about. Yeah. And you know, this, this money he's getting is of course from PACs, from institutions, sure. NEA, you know, it's all the big uh, far left PACs and it's George Soros ultimately on a lot of it. Um, so yeah, we, we, we have to compete on, on a level that's very close to what he has. It'd be great to equal it or exceed it. But, um, the movement has to be continuous. So people, if you got a spare dollar, yeah, please send it that way. Campaign, I appreciate it. It's emord4va.com. Yeah. And you can check out the upcoming events you can attend as well. So thank you everybody for uh, support and even in just sharing, uh, the link as well. Uh, now your latest article, uh, let's see, they actually did pick it up on AP about your donation thing. So there's going to be some waves being, being created. They, if they didn't know about you, then they're, they're going to know about you now, but your latest article at uh, town hall is fantastic. The constitution's 13 defenses against socialism and communism. And I've often wondered, you know, about Bernie Sanders or AOC and others like, dude, you know, they sign a, or, a, you know, a pledge or an oath to the constitution to uphold it, defend it. And yet they acknowledge that their uh, political beliefs, again, I'm not opposed to people having different political beliefs. That's not the issue here. The issue is when you swear to uphold something at, like the Constitution that's, that sets apart a certain, let's say, certain forms of government that are not part of this. In other words, if you are a socialist or a communist, uh, you don't have a place you have a place in general uh, under First Amendment to say what you want, but to take an oath of office that acknowledges the constitution you got to explain this to everybody because this again this is not anti-free speech what you're saying here this is specific to the constitution and those who run or or hold office under the constitution yeah so under the constitution you're required to swear an oath the constitution itself requires you to swear an oath to uphold the constitution that is to support the constitution and um, that, you know, this is not a, this is, you're swearing an oath. That is to say, you are doing uh, what you, what you are required to do to pledge your full support for the Constitution. So in other words, you know, the Constitution embodies individual rights, protection for individual rights. It, it embodies a separation of powers such that there cannot be co-location of executive, judicial, and legislative power in single hands. It um, limits the power of government to specifically delegated functions. So when you're swearing an oath to the Constitution, you're swearing an oath to all of those things. You're swearing an oath to a Republican form of government. You're swearing an oath to three separate branches. You're swearing an oath to a Bill of Rights and the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, reserving the powers to the states and rights to the states not expressly delegated in the Constitution. And you are also agreeing to a, a limit on the power of government, that it may only pursue those things that are delegated in the Constitution. All right. When you say, I'm a Democrat socialist, what you're saying is you don't believe in individual rights. You believe in collective rights, which is rights defined by the state. In the Constitution, there are pre-political rights, as is recognized in the Tenth Amendment, 
that are retained by the people. You don't believe in that as a socialist. You don't believe people retain rights, that they're pre-political. You believe that all rights are given by government. And in addition, you don't believe in separation of powers. You believe in consolidation of power. Uh, and you, you do not believe in a Republican form of government. You believe in a socialist form of government. So you're ineligible. What does that mean? That means because the constitution requires you to swear an oath in support of it, when you affirmatively avow that you are a Democrat socialist, you are saying, I cannot mm -hmm. truthfully swear an oath in support of the constitution. What does that mean? Well, you are only eligible to be seated as a member of Congress if you swear the oath to support the constitution. And it's not just a recitation of words. It's a statement of your oath in support of the constitution. So what does it mean? That means that some 30 members, and I have the exact number in the article, mm -hmm. 30 members of Congress are ineligible to be in Congress because they are self-avowed Democrat socialists. And there are some 100 and some odd uh, people are ineligible to be in the state uh, houses and also in local governments. Why do I say that? Because the founding fathers made this requirement under the supreme law of the land, the constitution, applicable not only to officers, uh, not only to elected officials in the federal government, not only to officers of the judiciary and executive branch, in the federal government, but mm -hmm. also to all officers and executive officials and elected officials in the states. So any, you know, like Portland, you have self-avowed commie pinkos mm -hmm. on their, on their, uh, uh, you know, uh, town council. Yeah. Council. And those people are ineligible, constitutionally forbidden. You could sue the federal government under a proper attorney general mm -hmm. would go after those people and sue to have them removed because they, they are violating that provision. Could that be done on a state level initiative or only a federal level initiative? Yeah, you could do it on, you could file suit in federal court as an, uh, the other members of the council could file suit in federal court. Has this ever been done or attempted? Because we see a lot of people that just do stuff, raise their hand and don't mean a thing. Don't even read the constitution. To my knowledge, it's, it was used during the Civil War with uh, individuals who were, you know, required to pledge allegiance to come back into the Union and refused and there were precluded from from uh, serving in, in the federal government uh, and in state governments, too. But it, it other than that instance, it has not been used, but it certainly should be used. And there's no I mean, as you're pointing out, there's no violation of the First Amendment. You have a perfect right to say that you're a commie pinko. Yeah. Or that you oppose certain aspects of the Constitution. But, uh, you know, if you if you swear an oath to uphold, defend it and yet but you don't have a right to sit as a member of Congress or in, a, in an office of the federal government. If you do not support the Constitution of the United States, it is a constitutionally mandated oath. Hmm. You well, must. Again, it's a fascinating observation, and I, I'd like uh, people to pay careful attention to that. Again, this is not a, an attack on free speech. This is specific to serving 
in office, elected office. I would like to say in the bureaucratic oligarchy too, but people in the bureaucratic oligarchy are violating the constitution because the separation of powers are violated in it. Right. And another one of these lovely ones that I list there in the 13 is the Republican form of government clause. The guarantee to all states, right? Yeah, the federal government's required to guarantee every state in the union a Republican form of government. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, they're required to guard each state against invasion on the application of the legislature or the governor. And um, then there's the state self-defense clause, which a lot of people don't realize. That clause gives the states war power in the event of an invasion. Each state has the power to arrest, detain, and expel any illegal entrant into the state. And that is a war power that they possess independent of the federal government. Oh, it, it, you're dealing with an invasion, like in the border of, of Texas, the southern border particularly. Uh, we talked and heard of heard from ranchers right on the border what's happening there, much less the, I, I think it would be obvious right now, the, the fentanyl and other things flowing through that border uh, at a certain point. It, I think there was even uh, rumblings in the Biden administration that they were going to actually declare I, I, it was weird if that really happens, but uh, that there was going to declare these things foreign terrorists, if you will, coming across the border, doing abject destruction to uh, our people, our nation. Uh, so even even there, it's reaching to the Democratic Party to some degree that there's a real big problem. I mean, they haven't done anything. They yeah. just left. The, I mean, Mayorkas, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, which is an oxymoron in his case. Mm -hmm. um, he has been the most derelict and really disgusting in his approach. He's opened the borders and allowed criminals to come in, sex traffickers, drug traffickers, rapists, murderers. I mean, and no defense for Americans, just allowing them in, total destruction, and they just keep letting it happen. So they're ruining our whole country by allowing criminal elements to come in without being vetted. And not only that, even the people that are not criminal, they're not required to swear allegiance to the United States. They're not required to do anything, but they're not required to swear allegiance to the United States that they will support and defend the Constitution and our country. So you have people coming in, for all you know, those people are dedicated to serving the interests of foreign powers, not just the, um, the communist Chinese who've come through. There are over a 300% increase in the number of uh, Chinese nationals, well over that. 700% increase in the number of Chinese nationals that have come through over the last several months in the United States illegally through the southern border. But there are also people coming from various other regimes that are communist countries or are theocratic dictatorships like Iran and mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia and so on, where they're coming into the country and they aren't required to renounce their citizenship, their loyalties, and they aren't required to um, uh, do anything at all to show that they understand the constitution, understand rights here, understand the need to serve in the military, to defend yeah. the country. So these people are literally in, it's an invitation to terrorist elements and people want to destroy this company country to come into the country. And that's, that's uh, this is the legacy of Biden. The long-term legacy of Joe Biden will be the mass destruction that has been caused to our country as a result of his, of his utter refusal to perform his duties as commander in chief and as the president to guard the borders, to protect our national security and our 
and, and the property and the lives and the liberties of American citizens. Jonathan, you mentioned the Chinese nationals. I got an article here on Breitbart. It's a headline NGO that exposed New York City Chinese police station says there are more operating in Texas uh, and L.A. and Nebraska. It's like, wait a second. Yep. Chinese police uh, stations in America? What is this? Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, what what you have here is, again, an example of just how brazen the CCP is in light of Biden's utter refusal to defend our interests. So um, it, one of the things that uh, is happening, unfortunately, is that uh, they have these police, uh, you know, communist police stations <laughs> in different cities in the United States. I don't Who are know they policing? A Chinese police force yeah. in America. And, and these are communist people. These are agents of the CCP. And they are there for the purpose of attacking, arresting, and harassing Chinese dissidents. So those that are like the Uyghurs and others who are here. Who we've featured on this show probably would be uh, attacked oh, yeah. by so in other words, they're, they're, they're agents, agents of the CCP, enemies of the United States, are operating in this country trying to arrest and intimidate, threaten, coerce people who exercise their free speech rights in attacking the commies in uh, China. Now, uh, you know, they're, th luckily they did take some action against them in, in Manhattan, but, you know, it's woefully inadequate because there are 93 or 97,000 Chinese nationals in the United States here on visas who are under instruction from the Ministry of State Secrets in China to, uh, at request, engage in espionage here. Okay. So all those people are illegal agents of the communist Chinese because as a condition of their departure, uh, the, the Ministry of State Secrets in China compels them to agree to engage in espionage in the United States on request of the Ministry of State Secrets. Mm. So I'm all for people seeking asylum from the communist regimes and going through a vetting process in their countries of origin through the American embassies there as the legislation that I will introduce will, will, will provide, but not entering this country illegally yeah. and, not, and not entering this country under a visa for the pretext of engaging in espionage against us. And then there's all this electronic espionage and this administration is doing virtually nothing to protect and harden and safeguard our intelligence secrets, as you can well see from that recent uh, debacle with the uh, DOD and all that classified information coming out from that young guy who is uh, very much deserving of incarceration, who took all those uh, state secrets and published them in a chat group. Mm. And then you got China. I mean, there's over a million, there's a million, I think there's a million, I think it's a million, maybe it's two million. A million one hundred thousand or two million one hundred thousand people have uh, security clearances in in the United States to to access uh, classified information. Well, how many of them are vulnerable to the wiles of Chinese farmers, for instance? Look at this other article here. Uh, China is is buying farmland in America. Do you think that the Chinese Communist Party would allow America or Americans to buy farmland in China? Absolutely not. And this is an outrage.
and they should be forced to divest those uh, properties uh, and and turn them back over to the United to the to to the uh, original owners. And we should forbid forbid these these transactions. Um, the Chinese will eat us alive mm -hmm. if we don't stop allowing them to do so. They well, are in the meantime, we're, we're, we're printing money and borrowing money, if you will, from China still to this day, an avowed enemy of the United States. Uh, Super Don, do we have a video clip of this farmland thing? This is almost too hard to believe this is happening. This has uh, been sort of flying under the radar. And uh, when we looked at the numbers uh, from my office, uh, we started to do some research on this. Uh, of course, this stems from just the tensions on the global stage with uh, China uh, being more and more aggressive with each news cycle here. Uh, what we're seeing is that uh, from 20, you know, 2020 to 2021 alone, we've seen that the amount of land that they own in the United States has essentially doubled from around 200,000 acres to 400,000 acres. Uh, this is this is agricultural land that we're talking about. If you, you know, the, the farms like the one I visited in, in, uh, in Amsterdam, New York, uh, they produce dairy, they produce beef, they produce a number of things that are part of our food supply chain. Uh, we do not want uh, uh, countries that are on the foreign adversary list. There is a list uh, that uh, is determined by uh, the, the, the Secretary of Commerce uh, that these are countries that have engaged in conduct that threatens our national security. Yeah, he's absolutely right. And he was a Democrat, which shows you how far it's come now where, where even they are waking up. Well, they are. And I'll tell you something else. How about that 9-0 decision? Axon. Oh, good Lord. I, you know what? I want to cover this. This is the big one, guys. This is amazing. The Supreme Court in a uni, unilateral, oh, let's say, what, not unilateral. It's like a unanimous. That's the word I'm looking at. Nine-nothing decision with Kagan, of all people, uh, making the uh, uh, argument. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But Super Don, if you don't mind, I want to see that a uh, two-minute clip of Jonathan E. Morda is something you wouldn't normally run on TV because uh, it's uh, two minutes long, but it goes to the history of our uh, and Jonathan's uh, great efforts in defense of individual liberty, health, freedom here in America. And I think some of you that have been with me for a long time will get a big kick out of w watching this. Go ahead and play that. I'm Jonathan E. Mord, a constitutional lawyer running for the United States Senate. I've been practicing constitutional law for the last 38 years, and during that time I've defeated the FDA eight times in federal court, which the is a record. The Pearson Shalala case is truly an extraordinary event in uh, FDA history. I'm doing this because I love my country, and I think you love your country too. We can build an America that is great. All we need do is get rid of the radical Biden-Kane agenda and replace it with patriotism restore our protection for our rights. We've got to save our country because the woke mass mob is on the move. They never sleep. They never give up. We have to fight as hard, in fact, harder than they are if we're going to save our republic, if we're going to give our children a future, if we're going to make sure that America remains the greatest nation on earth. When your liberty is taken from you, you realize all too suddenly, how precious it was. And we are in the midst of a struggle over individual sovereignty. Within two to three years, the greatest country on earth, the bastion of liberty in defense of our values and our fundamental right to individual liberty is going to be destroyed if we don't act to stop the socialist resurgence that's happening in government and in industry 
And if we don't stand up for the rights of Americans against this deluge of destruction of our rights and this mass movement towards collectivism. Together, we can save Virginia and save America. Thank you very much. Jonathan E. Mord. I'm Jonathan E. Mord, and I approve this message. Dude, I, I'm just drawn to that long, what, different colored hair. <laughs> I just remember you back in the day. But that was an amazing trip uh, down historical uh, lane, so to speak, in how long you've been at this. And uh, wow, that was moving. Yes, and how about that voice there at the end, Robert? What yeah, you got me yelling, Jonathan E. Mort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great, uh, a great history, and I think they did such a wonderful job of putting it together. They only have two minutes, and in that two minutes, they really did um, make clear that there's continuity here. Mm -hmm. I wish I had, you know, I wish I had pictures all the way back to when I came in in the Reagan administration in wow. '80. Yeah, I still people love that story. And I still love hearing that story about you being called up as that. I don't know how far out of college you even were at that point, a new lawyer. And they say, hey, we're here from Reagan administration, FCC. We'd like to have you come work for us. And you're like, well, no, I, I don't want to work for the FCC. Why not? Because I don't believe it should exist, you say. And then they said, that's why we want you. Yeah, like, dude. What? I was 23 years old, Robert, 23. Yeah. And I got a phone call from big old fat Washington, D.C. And uh, one of the aides to Commissioner uh, Fowler mm -hmm. at FDA under Reagan. And um, yeah, that conversation took place. Now, the, there's another aspect of that that I haven't told people, but it's true. I um, So he said to me uh, after he said, we'd love to have you come out here. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't believe it should exist. He laughed. And then he said, well, you know, we that's why we want you here. And then he said, did you pass the bar exam? And I said, um, actually, I, I don't know. I, I took the bar exam, but I don't have my results back. While I was on the phone with him, mm -hmm. the mailman came to the door. I, he gave me the mail. And in my hand was the letter from the state bar of Illinois uh, that was my test results. So I said, well, you know what? Stay on the line. I think I'll be able to tell you whether I passed or not. Okay. And he said, oh, no, no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 don't tell me, uh, don't open it now, just on your own, open it and figure out what's going on. I said, no, no, this is fine. So I opened it. I had no idea. Frankly, when I took the bar exam, I thought it was so incredibly hard uh, that I must have failed. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a surreal environment. Most lawyers will tell you that. They take it and you have no idea whether you pass or fail the doggone thing. Mm -hmm. You study forever and ever and then you take it and you don't know. Uh, but I, I opened it up and lo and behold, I, I passed. And so I was able to tell him that then that I passed. But uh, yeah, a lot of people think that's that was weird for me to immediately open it and tell him. But, I, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? Now, of course, there's a lot of things about the bar we probably have a, a opposition to as well. I mean, there's controversies associated with that organization. But suffice it to say, you went on there into the Reagan administration and you've never given up on your defense of liberty, individual liberty. And we talked about as well uh, the opposition to the fairness doctrine that paved the way for what I do, uh, what you've done as well and talk radio and talk media, Rush Limbaugh and others, uh, but how significant that was as well to open up the airwaves to views on uh, government that used, they used to not hear at all in, in media. Uh, yeah, so. that was really the topic of my first book. So Freedom, Technology and the First Amendment which came out, I believe, in 99, same year as Pearson, uh, maybe 
maybe it was a little before that. I'd yeah. have to look. Anyway, um, that book explains how not only to eliminate the fairness doctrine, but also how to render the spectrum a property right by transforming it from what was a government confiscation of property by declaring it to be the property of the government of the United States, that is the airwaves, um, and instead uh, transform it into a private uh, uh, property right based on operating parameters. So you can clearly do it. And, and I laid out the plan for doing that in Freedom Technology in the First Amendment. And it became a hit with the Reagan administration. I mean, they really loved the book and I was given a bunch of speaking opportunities related to that book. But uh, I remember uh, there was quite a bit of angst and anger over that book from leading broadcasters who benefited from the barriers to market entry. So you had three major networks that were staring in the face, the idea the cable and, uh, and direct satellites and uh, multiple new radio and TV stations and markets would carve up the marketplace and make it far more competitive. Yeah. Got tooth and nail to keep the fairness doctrine, to fight against all this deregulation that, you know, we all advocated and then uh, did not like my book, which created a first amendment justification for the uh, deregulation. Hmm. Well, it's fascinating because, you know, we're going to do a little more, more discussion about the airwaves uh, next hour with uh, uh, an innovative uh, entrepreneur uh, who has established Q streaming that kind of takes it even to the cable companies and their suppression of, of certain channels that they don't like that have conservative and religious views that they're opposed to. Uh, so timing could be better today with what you're bringing up in that historical, uh, you know, fight for freedom in the airwaves, freedom of speech in, in a way that uh, many people don't realize it wasn't always this way. Yeah, it wasn't. And uh, it's hard fought. I mean, Reagan said that uh, freedom is no more than one generation away from extinction. We did not uh, uh, we did not pass it on in the bloodstream. We have to, it has to be fought for. Uh, and protected and handed on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or we will in our sunset years be telling our children and our grandchildren what it was once like in America to be free. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is really in the situation we're in. Well, that's uh, another reason why you're running. I mean, it's not something I think you, there's a lot of downside to doing what you're doing. We know that anybody going into public office, the things that happen, but as we've talked before, you even decided to run uh, to be sure you had all the boxes checked. And again, that, that's another reason why I'm hundred percent long discussion, Robert, where we went through the whole thing mm -hmm. and I wanted your input and I was right there on the cusp of making the decision. Yeah. You pushed me over, Robert. So. Dude, uh, and I would have said if any of those boxes weren't checked, Jonathan, I said as much as I would love to see you there as opposed to anybody else, I would have said no because I care about you and your family too much. But, um, you know, I know what you're here for and your family does too. And they are supportive of you, your wife and your kids as well. And it was fun to be able to hang out with them over the few days in Virginia on that last tour stop uh, we did. So uh, I'm 100% in as you are, I know. Now, all, all the years I've been looking at Supreme Court cases that are of interest and intrigue, uh, there's very, I don't think it's that common when you have a 9-0 decision. How no. often is a unanimous decision where you have both sides of, you know, everybody's got their political biases and bents and such. And here you have a, a huge decision and your article on it in Town Hall, we have linked up in the show notes at robertscabell.com. Supreme Court rules constitutional challenges to agencies may first be brought in federal court. 
Now, you might have to go remedial on the, the discussion here to start because you've won against the FDA, you know, the, the bureaucratic administration, the agency, uh, by going at them in a way that was not this direct. In other words, you couldn't take them right to federal court and say, hey, what you're doing is unconstitutional. You had to go there and and layer upon layer and beat them back again and again. Like I say, the impossible task you've done. Now, with this ruling, how does that change? What changes here from what you used to do, from what can be done now going after FDA, FTC, FCC, anything like that? Well, this case dealt with the FTC and the SEC. It's two different cases that were combined. But that telegraphs to all the agencies that it really does apply to all the agencies. Mm -hmm. And here's this, the amazing thing about this. So let me give you the history before this decision, what the law was before this decision. If you uh, have the misfortune of being in a business or being in a business transaction that a federal agency wants to uh, go after you for, you end up being essentially guilty until you prove yourself innocent and the party going after you is both the judge and the prosecutor. So there's no justice possible, but they proceed on through administrative proceedings against you for usually years and the costs are astronomical. So they break many companies just in financially dealing with their uh, harassment. And then you have these kangaroo court administrative hearings uh, and you don't have protection for uh, your rights. You don't have a right to a jury trial, even though your property is at stake. You don't have a right to uh, 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 confront your actual accuser. You don't have a right of discovery against the government bringing the case against you. You don't uh, have a right against general warrants. Under the Fourth Amendment, general warrants are prohibited, but in administrative cases, they're used all the time. Yeah. So there are all these constitutional violations that happen every day in the administrative agencies against when they pursue matters against people. And it's a totally one-sided, unfair, biased process that results ordinarily in you being found guilty if you're charged. And the overwhelming, for example, at the FTC, 100% of people who are accused are found by the commission to be guilty of the- 100% y'all. And, and recognize this, they accuse you based on a supposition, mm -hmm. not based on proof uh, evidence and probable cause, like you'd have to have in it to bring a matter. And you can provide all the evidence on your defense and it's still right. dismissed as irrelevant. And they, they don't have to have set charges. So they can start off by charging you with one thing and, and then without, without notice to you, suddenly change the charge and go after you on a slightly different or completely different thing. And uh, that has all been accepted by the courts year after year. They've deferred, they've allowed them to do this. Then when you go on appeal from the agency, not only are you broke, but when you go on appeal, if you have any cent left, you end up with the court deferring to the agency's findings of fact. So, and the agency only finds fact supportive of its position and rejects all the other facts and the courts just accept their findings of fact. And then it all, they also defer to their interpretations of their governing statutes. So you have, you have then a very high probability of victory. All right, what does this do? What this does is say, that is at the very start of the administrative action against you. You don't have to go through that administrative process. You can go straight into federal court and you can sue the agency for unconstitutional processes, actions, procedures, and get a determination from the federal court. Now, 
this is huge because it's saving people the harassment, the, the, the intimidation factor, everything that they beat over these defendants' heads uh, to force them into settlement with the agency to do the agency's bidding. And recognize the administrative agencies in truth are unconstitutional. There is a, a thing called the non-delegation doctrine, which was well understood at the time of the founding. It comes from John Locke in his second treatise. And John Locke said, when the people consent to a government and the powers like the legislative power are delegated to a specific branch, that branch cannot redelegate the authority without violating the rights of the people because they only consented to this specific delegation. They didn't consent to some other party that's not elected, that's not subject to all the constitutional mm -hmm. constraints on that legislative body being given the power to make the law, enforce the law and judge the law. Yeah. But that non-delegation doctrine has been as just uh, judge Douglas of the DC circuit has said, uh, it has been in um, in exile. Basically, the court has rejected it for almost over 100, well, over 100, actually over 100 years. And in its place has come this doctrine of deference. Mm -hmm. So it's now, deference. We came back. and it's a 9-0 decision. So recognize how bad it had to be. How And I, I know personally very well how <laughs> horrendous it is in the administrative agencies that it violates your rights so grossly and abuses power right and left. Mm -hmm. and so you've got even the liberal judges on the court who would ordinarily be expected to defend the administrative agencies saying, okay, we've had it. This is enough. We've seen it happen too many times. This is too abusive. We're going to side with the majority. And then to have uh, Elena Kagan who's very familiar with the regulatory state, but who is obviously a liberal justice to write the opinion. Yeah. Astonishing. And that is so cool. So any question you had about whether this court would be permanently divided, mm. now have your answer. In yeah. fact, the, the, the reality of how just how bad it is has set in at least for this instance. And it has shown the possibility that you can have a court with nine zero mm. uh, something I didn't actually think I would ever see. No, I was astonished when I read that. This is like an onion article or something. Cause it, Babylon B would write this, but no, it actually happened. And Jonathan, remember <clears throat> part of the reason that you were stimulated to act, to run for the United States Senate is because even with your victories against the FDA, the FDA didn't really change its behavior much at all, despite losing. So now we have the distinct, so there is now not just that the agencies are going to be under greater uh, judicial scrutiny and the constitutional constitutionality of their operations is going to be checked. But in addition to that, we now have the legislative opportunity to roll back this and to uh, uh, adopt like the bill I wrote for Ron Paul, the Congressional Responsibility and Accountability Act. Mm -hmm. make it impossible for any regulation to have the force of law unless Congress adopts it itself, which is indeed what the uh, Constitution requires in the vesting clause, Article 1, Section 1. I explained that also. That's among the 13 constitutional defenses against communism and socialism. Yeah. 
Uh, Jonathan, I, I, I think about this moving forward for many of the companies that I have friends in that are working hard to provide good quality products, even scientifically validating them in the natural products industry. What this means moving forward. I just saw an FTC, like it was a general warrant letter, right? Written right. to everybody. And, and I just forwarded it. It doesn't have any force, legal force or effect, but it's telegraphing to the regulated community. You better be scared. We're going to come after you and uh, engage in self-censorship. What it's doing is try, it's an interorum yeah. effect. It is unconstitutional under the First Amendment, should be challenged, because it is sent in mass to the industry, and its very clear purpose is to intimidate people into not communicating. Self-censorship, yeah. And I read this, I'm like, and then it says, as the audacity say this, consider this a warning. In other words, you've been warned. Right. It's an official warning letter. It's a threat, and it, it is a threat that they have no legal power to do. They are required to evaluate a specific case and act against a specific case, but they have no constitutional power and no legal power under their statute to adopt a position to terrorize the, the speakers in the commercial marketplace in general. And that's what they've done. They've taken the whole dietary supplement market and they sent this out to intimidate uh, the supplement makers into self-censorship. It's astonishing, dude. And and what's happening now, again, is, is un, almost unprecedented, certainly not predicted at a time where we have such a divided country. You know, I'd say this artificially in a sense that it means that even the most liberal of liberal and conservative, conservative, whatever you want to define it as, could come together on, on constitutional issues occasionally. And I don't know if the heavens opened up and God reached his hand in and said, hey, y'all see this? I don't know, but it happened. Well, and I'm sure I'm sure God had a part in it, Robert. And, yeah. I, and here's the thing. I mean, it is a divine circumstance that our Constitution and Declaration of Independence exist. And it is furthermore amazing uh, for the whole world to see that these are the instruments that create individual liberty protections that are nowhere matched in any other country of the world. So we really are the last best hope for freedom on earth. And other countries can aspire to it, but they have oftentimes failed in trying to achieve it. And the reason is, in fact, no country has achieved it, despite numerous attempts over the, the centuries. Yeah. Uh, and the problem is that it is a miracle that it happened here. And it is something that we have to view as precious and protect because to allow it to go away is to forfeit our children's future. It is to say that people will live as slaves to the state when we were meant to be free. And we were, as the founders understood, given rights from God to be free as people. We are entitled to freedom as humans. And the only place on earth where freedom has protection is the United States. It's it. You go to Canada, look what happened to the truckers up there. You know, you don't have freedom unless they say you can be free. So while there is freedom in their common existence, it can be taken away in a fraction of a second by an act of parliament. That's not true here. If Congress acts to take your liberty away, and it does, then the courts are duty bound as guardians of the Constitution to strike down that law. Yes, and the states are duty bound to interpose, and the people and the states are duty bound right. to nullify. That's exactly right. Yeah. In order to ensure that liberty survives. So the, the foundation of our country making the 
you know, the government instituted among men to protect the rights of the governed, that being its purpose, mm -hmm. is brilliant, genius. So the genius of Thomas Jefferson in drafting the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence was translated further by genius into the Constitution and defense of our country through the Bill of Rights too, the defense of our rights. And this legacy is unique in all the world. And to see people trying to destroy it is outrageous for those of us who love liberty. And we have to fight against it. And that's the motivation for me running in this campaign yeah. because I want to replace a chap, uh, excuse me, a gentleman mm -hmm. by the name of Tim Kaine, who has spent the better part of his entire career all the way back to the time as mayor of Richmond to advance a far left agenda that has, you know, he masquerades as a moderate. But when push came to shove and Hillary Clinton called him to be his vice for vice presidential running mate, he abandoned all pretense of being a moderate and tried very diligently to appear and to act in perfect alignment with the far left of his party. And he hasn't left that position since. He still talks. You put him before any group and like a chameleon, he seems to reflect the group. That's what he does. That's his thing. But when you put him in the Senate of the United States, and you're Chuck Schumer and you ask him to vote a certain way, he mm -hmm. dutifully does it every single time. He's voted for every one trillion plus spending bill he's ever seen. He's voted in favor of every bill that has had any significance that has been given by the Biden administration to Congress, even instituting the woke agenda in the military, the woke agendas in the schools. He refuses to take any action against uh, transitioning and CRT in the schools. Yeah. Uses also voted against the ending of the uh, emergency to, so he could have the potential to keep mandates in place. And uh, I think in re recently you mentioned something he did was another buffoon move that he's going to have to account for. Tomorrow morning in town hall, people can look up my name and see another article there uh, that explains the two things you're talking about. So he voted in against uh, Ron Johnson's bill that would have required the WHO agreement that Biden wants to enter into without Senate involvement, which is a gross violation of the treaty clause. Um, he voted against the bill that Ron Johnson introduced that would have required the administration to submit that to Congress for a vote in the Senate. I mean, to submit it to the Senate for a vote. It would require a two thirds vote of all present in order to sustain the uh, awful agreement that they want to have with the WHO. Hmm. That uh, that um, was opposed then by a Kane and Kane also, and it was a duplicitous uh, justification. He said that you can't essentially you can't vote for this amendment from Johnson uh, because it will it will deny us the right to consider the underlying bill, which was to cut off uh, the uh, um, the war resolutions in two thousand. Uh, 2011, I think, to that, I can't remember the date, 1990 or, let's see, 2011, mm -hmm. and one other date, 2001 perhaps, um, the war resolutions for the Iraq war and uh, to, to repeal them. And so he, he said that you, you couldn't vote for Johnson's amendment because it would interfere with the vote on the repeal. The fact of the matter is, that it has nothing to do with it. And, and Ron Johnson gave a reply and said that, Yeah, but, uh, you know, Kane used that little, he's, he's very, he's much of a, you know, does this all the time. Yeah. And then when it came to the other matter, you know, you've got Kane who, uh, stood up in defense. People don't realize this one 
So in, in the FBI in its Richmond division published a memo in which it said that informants should be uh, used inside Catholic churches in Richmond, uh, particularly during the Latin mass, because they said that, uh, uh, that traditional Catholics would attend the Latin mass and were vulnerable to being exploited by other Catholics who were radicalized and would try to make them become white supremacists. I mean, the whole thing's utterly absurd. Wow. Thing. So the FBI was going to plant informants in the Catholic churches during masses to try to find, this is so preposterous, it's outrageous, try to find individuals who they would identify as white supremacists who were trying to influence Catholics. Wow. Okay, first of all, as much as we abhor white supremacists, right, white supremacist ideology, mm -hmm. some person says to you something to try to get you to agree with them on a white supremacist platform, that's protected under the First Amendment. I mean, they can say they're a white supremacist and they want to pursue that. Now, they may end up in big trouble if they act on it, but if they say that, uh, that's that's, you know, well, they, they put infiltrate uh, you know, churches. Again, it's not it you violate the freedom of religion, right? Well, and, you know that you violate the privacy rights of people and you don't have probable cause of a crime because as I say, uh, spouting off a repulsive white supremacist viewpoint is not unlawful. dragging a general warrant to find out if you have a, a, you know, a offensive so, views so that we don't like. What, this is what Kane said. He said he didn't object to that at all. He said, um, what we really have here is a communication problem between the FBI and the leadership of the Catholic Church. Uh, but that as far as, you know, this, this goes, he says, you know, investigating white supremacists in the church, that's okay. And having the FBI go in and, and use informants to do that, well, that's totally okay. No consideration to what we've seen is a high level uh a corruption within that federal agency, like always. Investigating people based on, even if they had the evidence, and I don't even believe they do. Yeah, I, I think the whole thing is just outrageous uh, violation of rights. But even if they had evidence that somebody was spouting uh, KKK, Marx, you know, a KKK uh, ideology, anti-race ideology, racist ideology, whatever, which is like the, the same thing that Ibram King Kindy does every day, but saying the same thing on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, against people of color. Well, a person has a right to say those repulsive things. They don't have a right to act on it. They can't go harm someone. They can't deny them employment. They can't exclude them from their business, whatever, based on their race. But they could say, I'm a racist, and this is what I think. Now, that would be horrible for a person to say that. But your response to it as an American citizen is to say, well, I disagree. Mm -hmm. I don't agree at all. Well, I, yeah, and in, in the court of, of proverbial public opinion, you out somebody that has uh, oh, voiced offensive views. You go, look at this, look at this guy, scum, isn't it? Right, but right. you don't need the power of an FBI to go. No, but 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 it 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 violates everybody in the church's rights mm. to have the FBI planting informants in their midst. Yeah, that are that are scrutinizing them. And notice, there's no way this overlaps into religion. These this is a religious ceremony right it's mm -hmm. a, it's it's the catholic mass yeah and so they're interfering by having people present for the purpose of espionage or surveillance so kane who is catholic 
did not object at all to the placement of informants inside mm. Catholic churches. By his behavior, I'd say he's part of the religion of, of, of perpetual big government without limitation. Uh, but, you know, folks, we've seen the federal government clamp down on religious freedom in, in, in the COVID crazy years we've just been through. Uh, they have been uh, basically willing to do anything that violates any any clause or amendment in the Constitution under a state of emergency, declared, undeclared, real or imagined. And there is no escape clause in the Constitution for an emergency that you could just do whatever you want, violate every limitation on government the Constitution provides, much less the Ten Commandments. If you follow those, there's no escape clause for them either. If there's an emergency, throw those tablets out. They mean nothing. Go ahead and violate them at will. A per, the whole idea of of countenancing this thing with the FBI, where they issue a memo and say that they think that there might be white supremacists influencing people inside a Catholic church because they are Latin mass um, adherents that go to the Latin mass. I mean, the whole thing is disgusting. In fact, even that is is a a bigoted statement. How you know in the memo? Why are you saying that people who go to the Latin mass are more susceptible to being influenced by racist white supremacist people? You know what I think? The FDA, the FDA should put informants into that Latin mass because you're more likely to, to know about uh, maybe homeopathic remedies because those are all listed in Latin too. <laughs> so Yeah, I, yeah it's exactly the same degree of illogic as that. Yeah. I mean, yes, uh, this is, but, but it's dangerous because mm -hmm. look, they can infiltrate one church they can infiltrate all yeah. churches and i understand if there's probable cause that a crime is is being committed or is about to be committed then law enforcement can yeah take we're not discussing that that's not that an issue that's right. not controversial but what they're doing not much yeah. worse this yeah. is policing mm -hmm. an environment for the purpose of trying to say that speech mm -hmm. while repulsive will be treated as if it's criminal. And let me tell you, you can say these repulsive things. They are protected speech. You can say that you don't agree with, with equal justice under laws, repulsive as that is. That's your right. And only if you violate the rights of another is there a problem. I mean, right. you know, we get back to the definition of rightful liberty that, that Thomas Jefferson gave us, which is, to Isaac Tiffany, which is rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. And he said, I did not say within the limits of the law because the law is often but the tyrant's will and always so when it violates the rights of an individual. That's the fair universe of rights and protections. And when someone's rights are violated, of course, the government can take an action to protect them. But speech alone is not a rights violation. You don't have a right to not be offended. For That's right. Yeah. All right, folks, we have wrapped up another hour here, the sacred fire of Liberty with Jonathan Emord. And uh, if you didn't know he's running for the United States Senate to defeat Tim Kaine in Virginia, you can support him from all over the United States. And uh, please go to emord4va.com, emord4virginia.com. And you can check it out there. Amazing things that are happening. Good people stepping it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty, individual liberty, which is uh, where our rights originate, not as a group membership, 
not as a member of any particular party or anything like that or religion. It's your right by virtue of your very existence, your birth, your creator. God gave you those rights, not government. Government was here instituted among men to protect those rights, not violate them. And there we are. What a wonderful time to be alive in the midst of a lot of things that are violative of our rights, yet we are willing here to stand up in defense of those things. Jonathan, thank you, my friend. You bet, Robert. Thank you so much. All right. Continuing the freedom of speech that is here, that is uplifting, attempting to connect you with the source of all healing, and that is your divinity. We've got a whole other hour of broadcast healing to go, and we've got a new guest, a friend I met at uh, the Reawaken America tour, and uh uh, David Weddle and just phenomenal what he's doing with Q streaming. Talk about real way to support not only the Robert Scott Bell show, but a lot of folks, good churches, et cetera. We'll talk about that coming up in the meantime, tell your friends the show is on. And if you're listening to it later, we love you too. robertscottbell.com. Our next AMA for our patron supporters will be uh, Monday, I believe coming up, uh, which will be what the 23rd or 24th, 24th, I think. Uh, and this weekend, we've got the Be Healthy Utah event, Friday and Saturday, 21st, 22nd. Next week, we'll be in Nashville. We'll tell you about those upcoming events and a whole lot more. And thanks to you being a part of this, a mission that is, a, well, it's a Blues Brothers saying, I know, we're on a mission from God, right? But you know what I mean. I love you, appreciate you. The power to heal is yours. All right, we got a couple of weekends uh, to go of intense healing protocols being revealed. What do I mean? Well, Be Healthy Utah. For those of you listening or watching live on the 20th of April, uh, it's the 21st and 22nd of April. Uh, Sandy, Utah at the Mountain American Convention Center uh, and Expo Center and uh, creating a healthier you. And I will be there both days. We got Friday starting up uh, right after the show. I'll be broadcasting live from the show floor tomorrow. Uh, one to three, and then three fifteen, darting over to the stage and doing a presentation on revealing protocols for recovery from just about everything and anything. Yes, indeed, and we got that going on. John Hewlett is scheduled to be on the uh, uh, stage a couple hours after me, and uh, obviously talking nitric oxide for better health. And Stan Graham's going to be there too, as well as Dr. Bradley Nelson. I mean, what a power-packed uh, uh, sequence of events on Friday and then Saturday. A bunch of speakers. Many of my friends are going to be there. I hope that you'll be there too. Uh, Super Don, again, last opportunity. If you haven't gotten an email request, because we're all over the world, I realize that we're not in one locale. Uh, I have uh, got a number of tickets I want to give away to some key people, including some of those that I kickbox with that want to come to the event. And I just wanted to make it first available to the listeners and viewers of the Robert Scott Show. And then if you guys don't take me up on the offer, uh, then I'm going to give them to some other folks. If you just happen to be in, in Utah. Yes. Uh, got the tickets for you free. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a discount that if uh, you want to get the tickets, uh, I think it's 40% 40 off. off. Yeah. Bell 40. And that and I think, and if I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say that that also, does that apply to online viewing or not? Or am I, I thinking think of a it's different specific, the bell 40 as well, that you can apply it to the online view the online so as well. Yeah. They're going to record every presentation, all the lectures. So you'll have access to after the fact, and that'll be at a 40% discount. So use it bell 40, go to behealthyutah.com, get your tickets 
And uh, I hope to see you there, or you can watch it uh, remotely after the fact, and that's fine too, but either way. And then uh, the next weekend, we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee for the big, I mean, that's a big event. My gosh, the people coming to that one. Nurse Freedom Network, uh, Kimberly Overton, uh, I think on the Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we've got stuff happening all weekend long in Nashville next weekend to, to wrap it up the 28th through the 30th and uh, Health and Freedom, American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo and the 28th through the 30th in Nashville, Tennessee. And the same folks, uh, get, look, Judy Mikevitz is going to be there, um, J- Brian Hooker, um, Neil Miller. There's j- it's just going to be a great, great time. I hope to see you there at any or all of these events. There's a bunch of other upcoming events. And by the way, we'll have to add one like early November in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. There's going to be a, a health freedom type film festival happening. And the Warners are putting on an event. We're going to have some of our friends there as well, including uh, the paleocardiologist, Dr. Jack Wilson. So we're going to be adding more to the list. This is going to be ending up, if we look back, I'm going, I'm traveling in the future right now, looking back at the year 2023. I don't know how long it'll last our ability to travel freely again. It's more expensive, of course, because of the Federal Reserve. But if they try to clamp down again, I want to make 2023 a banner year that we got out and went everywhere we could that I could be there with you and uh, bring that power to heal back where it belongs. And so uh, I'm, I'm committed to hit more events than I even imagined this year, uh, including we just added the uh, We the Patriots USA event June 2nd and 3rd in Boise, Idaho, confirming that on the schedule. I've never been to Boise, so I'm excited about that trip as well. So check out the upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com. The Health Freedom Expo, of course, middle of October. And uh, shout out to Nutritional Frontiers. I think they're going to be this weekend at the A4M conference in i think it's in orlando this one right now uh but nutritional frontiers nutritionalfrontiers.com cbdnf.com 15 percent off with the code rsb15 rsb15 gets you 15 percent off also how many things do we have to counteract how much how much more do we have to realize that we are being poisoned systemically and systematically through food water and air and even having let's just say bobby kennedy beats biden back and wins the presidency in the next uh, election cycle as an avowed environmentalist, we still have to undo so much damage and I'm not going to wait. And I don't want you to wait either. How do you undo that damage? You got to counteract the, the oxidative stress, the damage, the heavy metals, the radiation, folium PX, super antioxidant. My friend Bobri has that for you at 10% off RSB 10 folium PX, super antioxidant, folium PX immuno. That's the second in, in the line. And then folium PX relax. You guys check it out. Folium products, foliumpx.com, RSB10. Take advantage of that and get well like my mom. Get strong and dance again like my mom at 89. All right, Super D, uh, what else we got to talk about here? I know we've got a, a, a brand new guest, something we've been kind of hinting at and ex- excited about. We're going to get him on in a few minutes, uh, Dave Weddle or Waddell. I, I, I'm going to ask him about that because <laughs> a name like W-E-D-D-E-L. It could go either way. I know he was on his, he was on, um, his glory. Yes. Uh, his day glory. or two ago, I think, or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think he said Woodell. So we'll find out. Okay. I mean, it's one of those names could go either way. I want to honor the guy because he's, <laughs> he's quite an innovative entrepreneur. I appreciate him. And I get to meet him at the, uh, uh, the reawaken America tour back when it was in the Nashville area a few months back, uh, which is cool. So super D, what do you think about, uh, you know, here we are 24 hours after the official declaration by, uh, Bobby Kennedy to run for president as a Democrat, go up against, uh, the sitting, whatever you want to call the sitting duck president, whatever you call him, uh, Biden. 
Yep. And, um, you know, many of our friends, many of my friends are very impressed. And we're seeing a lot of people that ha- had wanted to vote Democrat, but couldn't because they saw how, how horrible they, that the Democrats had just distanced themselves from anything constitutional at all. Right. And I look at Bobby Kennedy, he's a man of great integrity. We don't have to agree on everything, but I don't agree with Trump on everything. I don't agree with DeSantis on everything. So that shouldn't be even an issue. You know, we, we say, well, you vote. You for don't agree with me on everything. I don't agree so with come on, on everything. Come on. You know, hey. if you agree, if two people agree on <laughs> everything, then one of you is not needed. That'd be a very boring relationship, wouldn't it? So No, it's okay to have different views on things. As I said, even in your church, synagogue, temple, or mosque, if you were to dig down and drill down on their beliefs versus your beliefs, you're going to find, oh my gosh, we thought we agreed on everything. Well, I disagree on that interpretation here. It's like, does that mean you need to kick somebody out of the church or you need to be kicked out? Not necessarily. It just means that we all have a different view. Our eyes are seeing things, experiencing things, and this is the way God created it. It's okay. Now, when those folks try to violate your rights to believe as you believe and live as you believe, as long as you're violating no one else's rights, okay, that's when the line is crossed. And that's where the Dems and some Republicans have crossed that line in promoting mandates of experimental injection technology, for instance, or uh, prohibitions against freedom of speech. speech or cens- yeah, censorship. Censorship, Huge. Right. Yeah. So whether it comes from the right or the left, it's wrong. Although we acknowledge that under the age of majority, children... And I think a society needs to protect those children, like, for instance, uh, from uh, uh, cosmetic butchery uh, in in transgender type surgeries and the inclusion of uh, puberty blocking drugs or, or synthetic hormones that are all carcinogenic, causing cancer. What kid can actually have informed consent to make decisions like that? If you're an adult and you decide to do that, you're an adult. That's di- that's different. And to be against the butchering of children is not a bigoted st- statement. That's kind of a, I think, a baseline of decency. You know, common, sense. Right more, common sense. Exactly. It's just common sense. Morality, I mean, let's just, yeah. <laughs> something that's been lost somehow. So I, I look, I, I, so your question was what, 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 what's going on here with the RFK junior, the reaction. Yeah. Uh, Cause I see thing yesterday. Just, well, this is, this is the stunning revelation. I'm gonna let you reveal it. I just want to yeah. set this up yeah. of, this is where I have a problem with the Democratic left. Not because they disagree with me. On, it's, that's not it. Disagreement is fine. It's, holy crap, the cancellation of anybody with whom that's even their own that has one little belief or thought outside of what they're narrowly allowed to believe. And mm-hmm. what was the example of the latest example? Yeah, well, listen, they've, they've been going after RFK Jr. now for quite a while, right? Anti-vaxxer, yeah. anti-vaxxer, crazy anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. So at yeah. this point, it's like, what more can they say about him, right? So all of a sudden, he shows up yesterday, announces he's running for president. USA Today comes out with uh, uh, stats showing that he's starting off the day that he announces with 14% support of Biden supporters mm-hmm. or former Biden supporters. Yeah. So he's starting off in double digits. What do they do? Do they go after RFK Jr.? They they dig up some dirt? They, no. They go after his wife. Wow. Why not? Wow. But you hit it low. Let's go after Cheryl Hines, who, look, we pointed out that we had a disagreement with Cheryl Hines when she went after her husband for things he said. But, hey, they're a married couple. They get to do what they decide to do in terms of support and love of each other and how they go about it. But now to attack Cheryl Hines, who they were loving when Cheryl Hines was uh, criticizing her husband, Bobby Kennedy. When she was disagreeing with him because he made he made an analogy, uh, a, a Nazi analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the uh, the lockdowns and with the mandates and stuff and like that, and she she didn't agree with that, and she was yeah. public about it. And the the media, oh, 
RFK Jr.'s wife is disagrees with him, and here's what she said, and it was yeah. on all the news and all that kind of stuff like that. They thought she was great. Now she yeah. comes out and Support. supports him as he decides to run for president. You know, I mean, come on. His wife stood by him and supported his run for president of the United States. And now oh, they, Hollywood is, just, oh, we're just oh, so disappointed with yeah. Cheryl. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Cheryl this, Hines now. Suddenly your friends don't like you anymore. Uh, I think uh, Soledad O'Brien, you know, said, ugh, I hate that Cheryl Hines support, supports an anti-vaxxer. That's extremely pathetic. Dude, she's supporting her husband, who is a lot more than a, what you call an anti-vaxxer. You know what? It, 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 your wife. I mean, I, I, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but you know, our wives, yes, will still support us in Absolutely. in our our things, even if they don't agree with us on things. It's because they're a wife, just like yeah. we support our our spouse or our, our children yeah. or whatever. You know, we want them to do well. May not agree with what it is that they're they're attempting to do per se, mm-hmm. but we want them to succeed in life and, and we support them. Yeah. And look at, look at the, the, the leftists trying to smear Bobby Kenny, by the way, uh, you're seeing, um, signs that say I'm a Kennedy Democrat, which is interesting. If you go back to John F. Kennedy, president Kennedy as a Democrat, he's probably more conservative than most modern Republicans. <laughs> Honestly, you think about the policies. This is the weird alternate dimension flip-flop that has taken place in recent times where the Republicans now appear to be like the Democrats that we were not uh, uh, crazy about, uh, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. It's scroll, very scroll strange. Scroll down to this picture, though. Scroll down how they're smearing Bobby Kennedy in this way because, of course, the Dems have their view. Here's a picture with uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and our friend Charlene Bollinger. And it uh, looks like Roger Stone and General Flynn who are all at the uh, Reawaken America tour. And there it is. There's the picture. So now they're saying this guy who is Dan, I stand with Ukraine. And, and, you know, Bobby Kennedy now has to address the Ukraine issue. I think he knows what a scam it is, but he soft peddled it for. I was happy with what he had to say yesterday. I I would have gone further, but I know he has to play politics on that. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is being groomed by Steve Bannon to be a chaos agent in the Democratic Party against (laughs) Joe Biden. Look, (laughs) Joe Biden is a chaos agent against himself. He's so ridiculous. He's talking with Roger Stone and Mike Flynn, which is dangerous. Cheryl Hines introduced him at this rally, at his rally, but we are not buying it, and neither is the Kennedy family. So that's another attack on Kennedy. I was like, Look, his family's not supporting him. Well, he invited and was joined by many of his family members, just not the ones yeah, that, his, that the his wife and his kids and yeah. stuff were there. Yeah, sure, there's some family members here, you know, that don't agree with him. But what you think I agree, or my my family, yeah. all of my extended, you know, my my relatives stuff agree with me on I, everything. I it's disowned by some of my family members, extended family over the years. So what does that I, mean? That's I mean, does that mean that you you can only be successful and should only be taken serious if all of your family members all agree with you and love you to death? Mm-hmm. You know, come so, on. Then there's Anna Martin below this says that RFK Jr.'s presidential announcement, Cheryl Hines introduces Dennis Kucinich, who, by the way, was a very good friend of Ron Paul. And they didn't agree on everything, but where they found agreement, they worked together, which is like a human ideal. I think a godly ideal to find things in common and work together in those good areas. (laughs) Now, there seems to be a pretty concerted attempt here, according to this tweet, to focus on the Democrat part and not the everything RFK constantly says. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? According to Anna Marion, it means that Democrats are 100 percent 
all in favor of all vaccines all the time. With oh, any, we're just we're, we're, we're focusing yeah. on him being a Democrat and not what he said about vaccines. Who cares about what he said about vaccines? I mean, look, yeah. that's one piece. If you listen to what he had to say yesterday, yeah. I mean, there are so many issues. You cannot look at somebody who's run for president and say, you know what? Uh, I am only, you know, it's one issue. Yeah. He he, th- he thinks this about vaccines. Did you hear everything that he said about everything else? Or no, it doesn't you just, matter. Just, just don't not, care. He doesn't fall in line with the vaccine religion. That's it. He's out. So that's the kind of insanity Which we're dealing narrow-minded with. Narrow-minded nitwits. Now think about um, Charlene Bollinger. Very overt Trump supporters in the last election and very still supportive of Trump. And yet they're there with Bobby Kennedy because they are invested in what we call integrity, people who love America. And yes, we're going to have disagreements with people like then We did disagreements with Trump. We go back on the on the warp speed and everything about that. How is Trump not acknowledging that that was an abject failure? I guess it's not in his nature to do so. But does that mean we hate Trump because I point that out? No, it's not about hate or love. It's about critical thinking skills, engaging and going. I, I agree with this. I agree with it. Oh, I don't agree with that. Here's why. And engage as, as adults. And Bobby Kennedy is an adult. He, he'll have a great uh, campaign. I look forward to interviewing him as well. And, um, you know, it's a whole different thing. He'll shake up the Dems like the, Ron Paul shook up the uh, Repubs and started then the Tea Party movement, things like that. All of that happened yeah. because Ron Paul talked about the Constitution without fail. And uh, He changed and, the conversation. Yeah. He did. And, he, he, had a, he had a serious impact on what was going on there. And remember, Ron Paul has endorsed my friend Jonathan E. Moore. And he doesn't endorse many. And and Jonathan E. Mort has written legislation for Ron Paul over the years. And yep. he would introduce some of that legislation that didn't get passed back then into the U.S. Senate. So I'm going to leave this there because I want to talk about the freedom of speech issue and how this relates to the topic of broadcast media because we're mm-hmm. part of that. And we may be part of that with the Q streaming, right, TV stuff. And I met uh, Dave at the uh, Reawaken America tour. And he is joining us now to introduce more officially the program that's available to you to access all of the TV that you want that uh, will be a fraction of the cost of anything you've ever seen, including pay TV, uh, on-demand stuff. This is astonishing, this Q streaming. And uh, the intent here as well to offer this to you at $59.99 a month. If you're already paying a lot more than that, you might be able to, to change over. And then on top of that, that we'll be able to be streamed live on the Q Streaming Network as well as the Robert Scott Bell Show, two hours a day. You mean we're going to be on TV? Well, we are like for an hour uh, <laughs> on on uh, what? Uh, Brideon.tv. But yes, we'd like yeah. to be on every day. No, not- but this would be like on people's yeah. like TV, like right. yeah. at home TV, you yeah. know, in living room TV type thing. So we have a link. There's a QR code if you do those, rsbshow1.myqstreaming.com. And if you will introduce Super Don, our new friend, our pal, Dave. You, yes. Go ahead. You say the last name. Dave, I think it's, I want to say it's Waddell. You're probably right. Look yeah. at me. Yay. <laughs> Hold on. I, 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 get, I get the kids. Yeah. There we go. All right. Dave Waddell. Welcome to the Robert Scott Show, David. Thank you so much. I've, I've just been dying to join in this conversation for the last half hour because you're just hitting every nerve center I have about clean health and about politics. And yeah. I, I just want to join in and be the third party on this uh, on this conversation. So, well, you are now, my friend, and you can chime in on any of it, because it's not only not only the, the ability to talk about this 
technology and the streaming stuff that you've helped to develop, which is profound. And the more I learn about it, I'm just blown away. But also, you know, what you bring, your passion, your integrity. And, you know, that's how we connected and your support of a lot of good movements, uh, churches out there that are trying to raise money to do good work and to find another way, a, u- a unique way, an innovative way to do so. And all of this is combined. This is why I'm really excited to have you on today. And, and again, go deeper than we've been able to do without you. Absolutely. I really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to you guys and and share a, a little bit about our company and about where we came from and where we're headed, because it's just very exciting to see what's coming together. Um, I wrote this business model back in 2008. I saw the need for IPTV and being able to stream over the internet and break away from the media conglomerates that are controlling the news, that are controlling everything that's heard, everything that's said. It was, um, and I won't go into 1930s Germany, but you know, when you control the media, you control the population. And we've, uh, you know, my background is I'm an educator. My my degree, I, I was at Indiana State University, graduated in 1979, and I played the same four years that Larry Bird played. Hmm. Of course, Larry played basketball. I played in a basketball band. So, uh, <laughs> well, when you mentioned Larry Bird, we we had on uh, yesterday uh, a referee of like 39 years from the NBA, uh, Kenny Maurer. Kenny Maurer, and he was amazing. Yeah. And we've had John Stockton on. So next, yes. we'll have to get Larry Bird on. I don't know where he sits in all of this, but <laughs> knowing that you were on the band in the band while he was playing on the court, kind of cool. A lot of NBA basketball history, kind of weaving through the show today. Absolutely, we, we even have. Uh, on our team, we have Kent Benson, who was part of the 1976 undefeated national championship team at Indiana University under Coach Bob Knight. It's wow. the last undefeated team still, but Kent Benson is on our team, and he's the vice president of uh, fundraising development and business development with fundraising groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, he was the number one NBA draft pick in 1977 wow. the milwaukee bucks traded kareem abdul jabbar to the lakers to get kent as the number one draft pick back then so wow. that's but, uh, i i could talk basketball all day i'm from indiana <laughs> so you know we 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 live and breathe basketball there in oh, indiana as well to talk about it because i suck at playing but I'd have fun on the court anyway. I don't mind. But uh, for me, it's just all athletics. I appreciate it at the highest levels. And I know Super Don's a big fan as well. So uh, I'm a big fan of what you're doing, though. I mean, and, and the lineage we went back in, in hour one talking to my friend Jonathan Emord. He was a, a significant part of the, you know, the removal of this so-called fairness doctrine that opened up the airwaves wide. Uh, like before that, people don't realize how restricted it was and how little information other than a narrative uh, that was not something that I'm a, a big fan of anymore in terms of big government promotion for everything uh, was allowed. And so uh, from talk radio to deregulation to cable stations to online streaming now, and you have established a business model is quite extraordinary because you're providing access to uh, various, uh, let's say, entertainment forms, sports access uh, on-demand video, uh, pay channels at, at a fraction of the rate that people are paying right now. Even I believe YouTube TV can't meet your rates and, and can't give you a, a fraction of what you're providing through Q streaming. Absolutely. And so Q stands for communication unites everyone. And, you know, that's, we're lacking in the ability to, to communicate 
And, you know, for years and years, I sat back and, and complained and, you know, wondered who's going to step up and do something about this. And it never at the time crossed my mind that that was going to be me putting a business model together that is doing what it's doing today. Um, and I've been able to put a great band of people together. I've got a, 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 an amazing team. Uh, you actually met Bill Evans in Nashville. I That's wish that was me down that there. Was but okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was Bill Evans. He just texted me and said, "Hey, can you Man, can you straighten that out?" Like <laughs> you're gonna look in the mirror and go, "Wait, do I look like Bill? Does Bill look like me?" Like <laughs> memory, memory of being in those events. Remember, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Oh, absolutely, it's incredibly overwhelming. But no, grateful that Bill connected us. Thank you, Bill. Shout out to you. Yes. And, uh, you know, Kevin Tuttle uh, is, on, is on our team and he's been setting up. Uh, you, you mentioned the His Glory interview I did last week, and we've got April Moss coming up uh, here soon as well. Um, but we're our whole business model is not only to provide all these thousands of TV channels. So you have a choice of what you want to watch. And, you know, obviously we know people watch 12 to 15 different channels, but uh, for you to get on those broadcast channels, take costs an arm and a leg to do so. And so we've set up a business model. It's a sub subscription-based model, and we don't sell any advertising. That's your job. You you have all these great sponsors and have revenue coming in. We want to give you guys a platform so that more people can see your show, and and that's where our interest is to bring in unique uh, channels, just like your show, to have a platform on our. Uh, a, a channel on our platform so that you can uh, reach many, many more people with with the messages that you have. Um, I just can't. I love listening to you guys. I've been on um, on in the background for about the last hour, just listening to the interview with uh, Jonathan Emmert and and uh, talking about the health things. Uh, we're just so much on the same page that way. Um, but we've got to be able to communicate mm -hmm. and let people know. And so that's what we've created is, is a platform that everybody wants the entertainment channels. They want to watch their TV shows. But in addition to that, we can bring them additional channels that are available on the internet. But a lot of people don't go to the internet just to watch one channel. So, you know, you have your two hours worth of programming. Uh, we, we'd love to take some of your past shows and make them on demand as well. So people can, can come and watch those as well. Yeah. So hundreds and hundreds of hours of shows that uh, <laughs> would not be uh, welcome on most uh, media channels as you know, we're still banned on YouTube and Spotify and uh, we, got, we got dinged this morning. I found out on Facebook again, on Facebook again. Yeah. So they went back like, like a year. Yeah, you posted a show oh, yeah. on you know, whatever like that. Your account is now restricted. It's like yeah, and we stand uh, by what we posted. We we don't do disinformation. In fact, if we find out that we've reported on something that was wrong, uh, we have no pro I have no problem going, dude. We we messed we messed up on that. But I have Super Don, so we don't mess up on that. But the reality <laughs> is, we didn't. Everything we broadcasted about was correct. We we just didn't agree with the WHO and the CDC and the FDA and Fauci, and therefore we were tagged and banned. So having Q streaming as an outlet where we won't be taken off in that way is a great, great exactly. to what we're going to do next.
we we have purposely been privately funded. I mean, you know, most of it's come out of my pocket, but we have other, it's all private funding. We won't deal with the government. And, you know, we don't, I've been in the internet service provider business uh, since 2003, and I got out of it in 2013, 14, and I was just done dealing with, because the government starts getting into the internet side of the business. And, you know, we, we actually took uh, lobbyists to Washington starting in 2009 with this little idea they had called net neutrality. I don't know if, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. And fortunately, we were able to defeat that net neutrality. You know, the, the lie was, well, with net neutrality, everybody in the country has equal access to the internet. That's the biggest lie in the world. I've I've been building in rural America. I don't really care about building the internet in the big cities where all the population is because there's already competitors there. We focus on rural America and and with groups like Touchstone Energy that purposely, well, and by law, they can only provide energy, uh, electricity in rural areas and in unincorporated areas of the country. But 40 million households exist in rural america not in these cities so that's been our focus on the internet side and um, when when this COVID thing hit in 2020 and everything started sh shutting down i started getting phone calls from school superintendents that still had my business card from 10 12 years ago and they said hey can you help us we've got to figure out a way to stream our schools back into the homes mm -hmm. while the schools are shut down and so re reluctantly, I got back into the internet side, but I, but I said, if I'm going to do internet, I'm gonna reactivate my IPTV business because that's what's more fun to do. And that's needed so much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I spent the early 2000s working with cable companies and with both Dish Network and DirecTV doing installation and sales and service and, everybody would complain that they want this channel and they get all these 300 channels that they never watch and so my idea at the time was let's give them thousands of channels and you pick the top 50 that you want to watch and those are available next month you can change your top 50. well the logistics of that was a little too much so we just said okay here's 5,000 live channels pick what you want and put we give you a folder it's called a favorites folder you put the channels in that you want to watch into your favorites folder and now when you come to q streaming you just go straight to your uh favorites folder and all of the channels you want to watch are right there but you still have access to the others um if you want to you know shop around sometime super d i know that you've been experimenting with my this. head's going yeah. And I still have, have been unable to fully wrap my head around this. Uh, and, and we've been, we've been uh, doing this now for, what, a couple of months? Yeah. Um, the yeah. idea that you can do so. Because, I mean, let me give you an example. All right. Before, and, and I'm, still, I'm still kind of deprogramming myself here on this situation now that I've discovered QStreaming. Yeah. Because prior to finding out about QStreaming, I was using Hulu as like my main thing, right? With all the channels, you know, basically it's, it got rid of the cable, mm -hmm. went to Hulu online streaming, gives you all the, a lot of the same stuff, you know, that you get with a regular cable package. 
But somewhere along the line here, not too terribly long ago, uh, all of these companies decided, hey, we're going to have our own streaming channel. And uh, and then we're going to put out this really cool TV show that you can only get if you get our streaming channel. So the whole idea was I wanted to save money. So I, I got rid of the cable company and I went to the online streaming because I was like, hey, I'm saving some money now. But then it was like, you know, the kids want to watch Disney. All right. Well, I got to get Disney. So I, I got Disney. You know, and then my wife said there was a show she wanted to want to watch on HBO. So we got HBO Max, you know, and the AMC Plus because I wanted to watch, you know, Better Call Saul or, or Breaking Bad or something, you know, and then and then the, the Peacock channel because I wanted to watch the Star Trek thing when it came out. So, you know, after a while here, you're like, hey, I'm saving money and then you do this one here, this one there, you know, just on the on just a few. And this is not all of them that I'm subscribed to at the moment. But, you know, I'm paying over $130 a month to have my basic channels and then all of these other little streaming channels that everybody in the family wants to have. And then you come along mm-hmm. David Waddell yeah. with this, this Q streaming and it's fifty nine ninety nine, and you can get everything. All that you I just mean, mentioned and more. I mean, we're talking HBO showtime, you know, Cinemax, uh, you know, all of these other things that you would have to, to subscribe to separately are all part of the same package. And, and it's still, it's hard for me to like look at this and go, this is real, but it is real because we're subscribed to it. And I've checked it all yeah. out and I'm just like, look at this. It's all here. It's, well, I the, mean, why the, wouldn't you do something like this if you watch TV, right? Well, as you you said, Super D, and, and David, I'm going to talk to Super D on this because you're, you've heard this before. We're still processing this, and, and Super Don is the <laughs> ultimate skeptic, and that's a good thing, you know, going, how is this possible? we got to figure this out. Is this real? And, um, you know, one of the, the objections would be uh, ease of interface or non-ease of interface. And I know you guys are developing this. I think I put an order out for this Q streaming stick. I don't know if it's come in yet or if that's still to come, but try and make a similar seamless kind of way. Cause that, you know, a lot of families have come come accustomed to how to do it. And and that was the sticking point for me too. Okay. Um, at first, cause I was just like, you know, in order to be able to watch this on the TV, I've got to like hook it up on my phone and then cast it to the Chromecast onto the TV or something like that. Well, you know, I'm used to just picking up this thing and doing this and I can watch the TV. Although, Robert, I was, well, actually, I saw a video this morning mm-hmm. that if you get an Amazon Fire Stick, yeah, you, there, there's a process, there's a video on YouTube. Yeah. I just, just came across it accidentally as I was prepping for the show today yeah. that walks you through how you can download the app onto the Amazon Fire Stick, which comes with a remote. And now you can do the remote thing. Oh, well, yeah. Dude. Even without that. Okay. All right. That's, yeah. that's new information for me too, folks. Um, this is pretty cool. Really, very cool. And on top of that, you get to support the Robert Scott Bell show and uh, many other good organizations that are, are doing great work. And you've set it up in a way that is beneficial to those that are doing good things. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's a different level of entrepreneurship, you know, that's, it's, it's still a little bit rare. We're, we're the only, streaming media company that we know of in the world that is giving back to our subscribers, giving back to our communities, giving back to schools, giving back to churches, giving back to nonprofit organizations like yourself that are trying to bring on, bring out important, truthful, non-biased news. And, and that's a passion of mine is to support 
groups like you guys that that are doing the right things and and you need a bigger platform to so more people can see and enjoy what you're doing i i love watching your program because we're just so much in sync with what you're doing and so uh, again i started this as a former band director <laughs> i told i sold cheese and sausage i sold popcorn i sold you know you see anything and everything out there to make a buck to support your music program because the schools are you know cutting out the fine arts so when when i first wrote this plan in 2008 that everybody asked well what's your go-to-market plan i said well you know i'm going to go to all my band director buddies give them the opportunity to share it with their community and give back 10 percent of the revenue not 10% of the profit, 10% of the revenue, it goes back to that school or to that church or to your program. So nobody else is doing that. And, mm -hmm. and the reason we can do it is this is our advertising right here. When you're excited about it, you'll talk about it, you'll share it with friends. And a referral is the by far the best way to get our message out there and to share it with others. So we're not spending a dime with cable companies or satellite companies or other media groups. We're not giving them a dime to advertise our service. We're doing it via, uh, via word of mouth with millions of people watching shows like this, uh, uh, supporting churches online. Uh, there's uh, so many schools that we're working with. Matter of fact, as we're as we're talking right now in Union City, Indiana, there's a school board meeting going on where the president of our company, Phil Butler, and Kent Benson, our vice president of, of fundraising, is, is there at the school board meeting kicking off the Union City School program. Mm -hmm. And Union City has had a TV uh, uh, department that's broadcast shows from their high school since 1972. I don't know of a school that's been doing it. I've heard a lot of schools that used to have media and broadcast classes, but most of them have been dropped over the years. But Union City is still going. And so Q streaming is being used to help support that. Mm. And with tens of thousands of alumni of that school participating in that. So that's that's the way our financial model works so good because we're putting our advertising dollars back into communities. Um, I met with another superintendent that I have another meeting with tomorrow that they have 10,000 households in their community. And the the cable company that's there, just, just like um, uh, Don was saying a minute ago, you know, spending $130, the average cable bill in this community is $150 a month. 10,000 households, that's $1.5 million every month leaving that community. So my next question when I meet with mayors of cities and when I meet with school superintendents is out of that $1.5 million leaving your community every month, how much are they supporting the schools and how much are they giving back to your community? And you know what the answer is? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, not only in this case, instead of 1.5 million going out, 
with us at $60 a month, $59.99, $60 a month times 10,000, that's $600,000. And out of that 600,000, we're donating back 60,000 into that school system every month. Oh, and that's if they bring it, obviously, if the whole community participates. Sure. So it's significant. Another way to do things that are, are really good and worthwhile and how many people need a little extra, how many or good organizations yes. need to help and are always out fundraising. And yes, we love to donate support and communicate, but this is a way you're going to actually get services you're already using yes. and get better and more of it and yet benefit. Uh, you know, good causes, for instance, and, and yes, uh, yes. what a brilliant, brilliant uh, kind of model. The concern I have going forward is if there's enough uptake of this, that this this is really disruptive, if you will. I don't call it technology, but for lack of a better way, the streaming you're offering is disruptive to what exists today. Absolutely. And and one of the Notice first the things smile we did, on his face when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the first things we did was we have an amazing legal team that's ready to take on the giants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now we're, we're small enough that, you know, we're, we're getting attention, but we're, we are going to disrupt everything that's there. And I'm, I couldn't be happier. You know, this is, this is exactly, um, we want to make a difference in the world today. And this isn't just staying in the United States. Uh, matter of fact, as I say here, I'm supposed to be in the Philippines right now, launching this in the Philippines. I stayed back and I, I rescheduled my trip to go in June, just so I could be here with you guys and take care of a few other uh, obligations that we want to really boost the, uh, what we're doing here in the United States. And, and like uh, you were talking about earlier, that not only is it available on an Amazon Fire Stick, uh, and we do have that video on our website now, so people can see how to load it onto their Fire Stick right mm -hmm. there. <clears throat> but, and this is something not, not everybody knows, so keep it secret, okay? Oh, Don't sure. let everybody know. But <laughs> we, we have just got approval from Android where our our uh, app will be on every Android device. So not only our own, we've developed our own Android stick yeah. that's ca obviously called a Q stick. The Q uh -huh. stick, hey. yeah. And and uh, that will be coming out here shortly as well. Um, what happens is we keep finding. Uh, my engineers are amazing, and they keep coming up with new and uh, innovative things to have on the, the Q stick. And mm -hmm. so we're about to go to manufacturing. And by the way, it's being manufactured in the United States. Nice. Yeah. Okay. The last thing I want to hear is that you're going to China for this stuff and you're not. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. surprised. Well, so what China does to us all the time, we actually have done to China. We started with a Chinese product, but my, my again, my brilliant engineers were able to create our own Android device and it's being built here in the United States. And that, it, yes, it cost me a little bit more money. The retail price didn't change, but I'm so excited that we're bringing jobs to the United States that I, I, I'm just excited. 
Great, great job. Thank you, Dave, for that as well. Uh, questions about other uh, aspects that people have become accustomed to. Uh, we had one question from Lori. What if you need to record DVR type services? How would we integrate? So on the on the Fire Stick and on the Q Stick, there are DVR uh, capabilities on that. So the one that uh, Don's looking at right now, I've been watching over his shoulder as uh -huh. he goes through watching TV on on online. So there's yeah, a browser version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the browser version, there's no DVR available, but on the Q Stick, on the Amazon Fire Stick, on the Chrome Stick versions there is dvr included and we continue to develop a set up a set top box that will continue to add and add and add these services um you know we wish we could come out of the box and be as far advanced technology wise as you know cable companies and satellite companies but mm -hmm. you know we are moving forward and we just wanted to get it out and show what's available right here mm -hmm. um but you know and and the unique contract that i have with the content providers nobody else thought of putting a contract together like that yeah so that's our secret sauce it's absolutely stunning live tv you can catch uh programs on demand even sporting events that might cost I don't know these boxing and and uh, y y these ultimate fighting events that could cost you know fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, hundred twenty by whatever included, which was again another yes. thing that we were stunned to hear, not much less see that it could actually be done. So, um, from a value perspective, unprecedented value. Uh, yes, it's going to be a little a learning curve for anybody to, to use this, but as you get these Q streaming sticks out there, or other things you've been telling us, it becomes more aligned to the what people are already accustomed to, but a fraction of the price to access much, much more. And the Robert Scott Bell Show on Q Streaming. Now, the question is, how close are we to that? Uh, probably within three weeks. I, th I think within three weeks, we should be ready to go with you guys. My my goal is by May 4th, we have the uh, uh, podcasting groups and they have their own channel on our, on our service by then. May the 4th be with you, my friend. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> look at that three weeks I, now i'm nervous I, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to so dress now the up pressure's now. back on you to to provide all the content <laughs> so we we're gonna so. be on q streaming theoretically mm -hmm. here very soon actually i believe it man look and I, I mean i'm just trying yeah. to do a quick recap here so you get all the channels and more uh that you could possibly want you're gonna have access to programming that's been banned on all these other platforms and stuff that's going to be there non-biased free fair free speech on this platform here yes and you're going to get to uh 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 pay less than you're paying pretty much with anything that you could possibly put together i i just it's kind of a no-brainer and you get to support the, our show mm -hmm. uh by doing it if you want to you know get everything that you want as far as watching tv and you get to support us at the same time absolutely you, you just hit the nail on the head. It's a win, win, <laughs> win, win, win situation. Every, everybody, awesome. everybody wins with this. It's really cool, dude. I, I just and like, yeah, go ahead. My, my engineers are texting me and saying, way to go, David. You just committed us to May 4th, but <laughs> it's okay. Ah, busted. I, I like that they're paying attention to the boss, right? Uh, <laughs> But you know, you look, look, you're affable. You're, you're, you're 
absolutely brilliant in what you've done. And I love the energy that you're bringing as well. And the, the, the brilliance is not just the technology, but that the giving back to keep things within the local community, keep things in support of those things that really don't have a lot of support outside of those, you know, people that are really engaged and reaching into their pockets to do so. Now you can do it in a way that you're going to be greatly benefited and entertained as well. And, uh, some of the folks that you're already supporting already part of this are, are really good people and good organizations. So uh, I'm glad that we're, we're plugged in and I'm glad that you were able to defeat the ultimate skeptic in terms of super Don to get him excited, enthused about this. That was not easy. Uh, I, I give uh, Kevin Tuttle and, and Bill Evans all that credit because they've been working with Don through this whole time. I just get to show up on your show and talk about it. All the glory. And, you know, I get all the glory. They do all the work. Uh, you know, but I, seriously, I've got the best team of people out there that have seen my vision and are taking action with it. When I first started talking about Q, mm -hmm. obviously from the music standpoint, you get cued, you take action. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you conduct, you point to the cymbal player to crush cymbals mm -hmm. and take, take your cue and get connected. And, you know, communication unites everyone. And I can't emphasize that enough that this is a way for us to all be able to communicate everybody you know, has a platform where you can communicate where the other media companies are shutting you off and shutting off our first uh, First Amendment rights. And uh, I, I just, for years, I would just sit and cry about it and complain about it. And, it, you know, finally, I did something about it and, and shared my vision with enough people. And, uh, you know, Phil Butler is my CFO that, yeah put the business model together with a financial side of it together and understood exactly what I was trying to accomplish. And uh, I've got Jeff Raver, who um, comes from a Dish Network background. He was a vice president of sales and marketing for the nation's largest Dish Network dis distributor. And uh, um, Ms. Yale Garcia is running our uh, Latino Great side of our, uh, of our company. Yeah. So, we, All right, well, we just got. Yeah. Dave, uh, I'm just saying I want I want to hang out with you and just chat some more about all this wonderful things you're doing. But also, I know that folks are sitting there waiting for one of the one more story to cover about urinary tract infections. We can do that in bonus. Yeah. All right. Anybody yeah. want to know how to deal with a UTI and 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 how they've acknowledged something that most of you know to do that it actually works? But I'll add some other things into the mix for anybody that suffers with uh, ongoing, recurrent, or once in a while what to do. That's part of what we do here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, bringing the power to heal, be entertained, engaged, and uh, uplifted, right? Connecting you to the source of all healing, which is your divinity. I'm just here to remind you of that. And uh, David, you are helping us to reach that larger audience as well. That is more than ready now, despite the censorship, to hear this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. And I thank you for that, connecting us to Q Streaming. Thank you so much for this opportunity to meet you guys and, and uh, share a little more about our company and uh, how we plan to support your show moving forward. And for you Brits in the UK, I, I, apparently you can tap into this there too. Watching <laughs> on UK Health Radio, rsbshow1.myqstreaming, C-U-E, myqstreaming.com. We'll get you there plugged in and support the message of health, freedom, and healing liberty going forward. So thank you for that.
Thank you. And and we have people all over the world watching. It's it's just interesting as we do these shows to watch the worldwide audience start to come in. And uh, this is our United States product. We are developing a Philippine product in different countries. But, uh, you know, we're excited about supporting what you're doing. Love everything that you guys are doing. Thank Thanks. you so much. Well, and we'll, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. Welcome to the United States and world of Health Talk Media. The Robert yes. Bell Show. Wrapping it up for today until the bonus round in 60 seconds. For those of you listening, watching it live, you got a UTI, you know someone with one, we got an answer for that too. Coming up after the break. Thank you, Dave. Thank you to Jonathan E. Moore. God bless you all. The power to heal is yours. Dude, that was an interesting show, wasn't it? I mean... It was, you know, and I mean, the, the topic that we just covered here with, with Dave Woodell here is something that is, is out of the norm, mm -hmm. uh, but very interesting, I think, because yeah. it's, it's not like we were just like trying to say, Hey, gay, uh, well, I'll show you the sham. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it, uh, the, there's, there's more to it than just, Hey, watch TV. Yeah. You know, uh, his story is, is really cool. Um, I mean, we, we could probably just do an hour just talking about his, his past, but, um, the idea that he has figured out a way to, to be able to kind of thumb your thumb, his nose, give us an opportunity to thumb our nose at the cable companies. Cause you know, I know what a big fan you are of monopolies, Robert. Uh, yeah. And I'm telling you, I don't think you could, you could find a better, uh, example of monopoly than cable companies, man, they suck. Uh, and so when online streaming came around, it was kind of like, oh, you can cut the, right? Cut the cable, cut the cord right, and do your own thing. But they figured out a way to screw people that way too. And so this is a, a, a cool opportunity. I, I'm still, I'm still amazed. Every time I log into it and I check it out, I'm just like, I don't know how this, this is possible. But, uh, you know, to be able to, watch TV channels. And I understand some people are like, Oh, TV is a waste of time. You know, when you've got 5,000 channels to choose from, there's mm -hmm. going to be channels there. that are going to be talking about stuff that you think is important. I guarantee yeah. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, you want to tell you, know, news channels like OAN and mm -hmm. uh, Newsmax, stuff like that, that are getting kicked off of the, the cable Other providers, yeah, companies, right. Yeah. That are out um, there cause they're pushing the envelope too far. Hey, and look no farther than the Robert Scott Bell show. Yeah, dude, we're going to be on on fr friggin yeah. streaming service on on yeah. the TV. I'm really we've got, I, I'm, we've got enough uh broadcast material for our own channel. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we do. I mean, we you know, we could take cause 2 hours a day, 6 days a week, well, I guess yeah. 5 days a week and an hour on Sunday, but mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean there's How just, what do you say? 2 hours a day, 5 and a half days a week. <laughs> I mean, one day is 24 hours, you right. know. Yeah. How many, you know, so we just go back a few months and we could just have a continuous playing yeah. channel. So it's it'll good. be interesting to see how that works out. But it's also another way where, you know, some people may be looking at a way, you know, at how they can help support our show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously our sponsors, the, you know, the products and the services that we talk about, uh, that we vet very carefully. Yes. Um, you know, there's the Patreon, which you can do that way. Here's an opportunity for you 
if you're like, you know, I don't know, I, you know, it's I, I've got all my bills that I have to pay and stuff like that. Well, if you if you have cable, and that's one of your bills, and you were to replace your cable, which you're probably paying more for, mm-hmm. to get something like Q Streaming, where you would get more for your money and without any effort, could support the Robert Scott Bell Show, right? I mean, it's it's it seems like a kind of a really cool, yeah situation even leslie who doesn't do tv she said it was a good show today that's cool well thank you yeah i was thinking if if leslie provided a video uh version although that's a whole other level of of stay-at-home mom um she could be on tv too but uh we would extend certainly uh our well we'll have to see what he's doing because i don't see why you couldn't do if you if you were able to provide the content the right way that it can be something you listen to Sure. I mean, I like I know image, that static image while they play the 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 podcast. Look, um, have you have you ever seen the music channels that they have on on cable? Yeah, they just static image for the most. It's just stuff music and stuff. Yeah. So I can't see why you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, Carol's asking, what kind? I think she meant. What yeah. Kind? I don't actually. I don't even know. To be yeah. honest with you, it's it's something that I saw this morning. Yeah. Um. Because for me, the mm-hmm. the, the the sticking point on the whole thing is how do I make it so that it's user-friendly. Yeah. Okay. And that's still something they're working on. They haven't, apparently it sounds like they haven't manufactured the, the Q stick yet. Right. So people are kind of just in a waiting list, but the Amazon and the way I understand it is you've got the Amazon stick. Um, and on that Amazon stick, it has, gives you the ability to be able to watch all of the different channels, like the, you know, the, Am, the Hulu and the stuff like that. It's all built into the stick yeah. and it comes with a remote. And so I think I was looking at them this morning when I saw that, and I think, you know, they're, they're 50 bucks or less. I think you can get on Amazon. I know mm-hmm. people like Amazon, so. Yeah, yeah. But I know if you don't mind Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, or you could look other places, I guess. Uh, but they have, like, refurbished ones. So if you're looking at trying to save a few bucks, you can get an Amazon Fire Stick for, like, 25 bucks or, or, or less. Uh and then there's a video that will walk you through the process of how do you install the Q app on the thing. Once you do that, you now can just take the remote and select the channels that that you want to watch, just like you would normally. So, what Very kind cool. of? I, I guess there are different kinds, but I, yeah, but, I don't know that answer to that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, you can tell I'm kind of it's it's just it's neat finding stuff like this is. Is mm-hmm. uh, is cool. So anyway, one more time for you guys if you're interested, and uh, it's rsbshow1.myqstreaming.com. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, mom is signaling she wants help to change her TV subscription to Q. I'm like, mom, hold off, okay? I'm just saying this, mom. <laughs> at 89, I need to make it sh- simple for you because it's it it right right now, as you said, it's about an interface that that you can work with. Like right now, you're used to the cable where you have your remote, you just change the live channel. So, um, well, what what I've been doing, mm-hmm. and this is something you guys could do too if you want. Yeah is I have something called a Chromecast. And what it does is you, you it just plugs into your, your TV. If you've got a TV that takes an HDMI uh, and a USB, you know, type connector. And what I'll do is I will stream from my phone. What that is, it gives you the ability to be able to stream from your phone to mm-hmm. that device. And then it puts it up on your TV or you can do yeah. it on your computer, to your TV. But that's still kind of a little, it's kind of a hassle, right? You know, I want to yeah. watch something on TV. I got to go to my computer, 
log in on the computer, find what it is, open it up into the big screen, then cast it to my TV and then go sit down and watch my show. Right. right. I, I'm kind of lazy. You know, it's kind of like I just want to sit down and turn it on and pick the channel and watch what I want to watch. That's something you can do with the Fire Stick or with the upcoming Q Stick. Yeah. When it comes out, which I think you ordered one of those. So I you're did. waiting on I, one of those. Yeah. yeah. So you get to be well, the guinea pig. I'll just say, Mom, hang in there. As soon as I make sure that it's easy enough for uh, you to use, uh, then I'll go, yeah, plug it. Let's start. Let's go. So, but until that moment, I'll just hang in there because I don't want you frustrated anybody by this and that's part of again the the transition that the improvements that are going on and dave's right there and they're, we're not waiting i mean we want to be uh available to you and many other platforms as you know even today we're still dealing with bans and, and censorship of the you know the kind of stuff we cover which includes healing information they don't want you to know sure. uh, like what well how about how to dress uh, a urinary tract infection how about that well how, how would you dress a in 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 in, a, in uh blue or red would you dress it in blue no that's not i address address you know the whole cranberry thing i've heard this for Mm -hmm. decades i mean you know forever Mm -hmm. drink cranberry juice and i know people they'll take cranberry uh supplements you know things like that but for a long time that was kind of just like treated like it was an old wives tale yeah but now there's scientific (laughs) validation even though we knew it was real already and uh here's the article it's at medical express uh, they, a global study looking at benefits of cranberry products published in the Cochrane Reviews has determined cranberry juice and its supplements reduce the risk of repeat symptomatic UTIs in women by more than 25%, in children by more than 50%, and in people susceptible to UTI following medical interve- interventions about 53%. That's significant. Yeah, that is significant, more so than most ev- every drug. And of course, if you've been through UTIs and been repeatedly beaten back uh, by uh, antibiotics, you make yourself more vulnerable and more susceptible to all kinds of infections, future infections and resistant strains, all kinds of dysbiosis, yeast overgrowth, on and on it goes. Uh, I, I, it's one of the most common things I deal with off the air, talking with people, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, helping them out, you know, these chronic UTIs or people that are so bad off that they're now catheterized because they've had so much damage to their urinary tract. So uh, make sure it's organic. Make sure it's not sweetened because sugar feeds bacteria as well. Uh, So there are different ways to do that. And it's not the only thing I would do. For many of you, you've encountered, uh, if not only cranberry supplements, but D-Manos as a a supplement to help slicken the walls, make it less able for bacteria to adhere to the bladder. And for some of you, that doesn't work as well. I mean, there are other things to do. And I wanted to share with with you some, some other things as well beyond cranberry. Now, many of you are big fans, as you should be, of Sovereign Silver and Argent 23. Um, this is the um, silver hydrosol, the bioactive silver hydrosol. And many of you also report to me that when you do the silver hydrosol, you are successful in addressing a UTI even. And then I have to explain to you, well, on the surface, it shouldn't do that. Why? Because when you take silver orally, it's going to absorb, hopefully, you know, mucosally into the lymph and the blood where it'll transit through and around the bloodstream. Yeah, it'll it'll reach the kidneys, too, to some degree because there's blood flow to the kidneys. But when it binds, well, when it hits the liver, it's bound down in the phase two conjugation or detox pathway. And then it's inert. The silver is no longer active for you. So in, in a sense, it's not addressing directly the bladder because it's not really reaching the bladder. You don't urinate it out just because you drank it in. The silver in the water is still silver, a metal. 
So why is it people succeed? Super Don, here's a pop quiz for you if you want, or if you don't want, you don't have to answer it. Start why, over. Why is it that people can succeed in taking silver hydrosol for a UTI and get rid of the UTI, even though it doesn't reach the bladder, right? This is now a pathway of excretion. And I've already referenced the fact that it's ultimately bound in the liver and excreted as solid waste via the colon, not through the urinary tract. So how is it able to succeed in helping people over a UTI? If they take it orally? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it still ends up in the bloodstream. True. Yeah. And you nailed one of the aspects of that, yeah. which I mentioned. Very good. But there's one other aspect that addresses immune response or immune function. Okay. Well, I'm, not that, I'm not that smart. You don't know that word, immunomodulatory? Well, I've heard of it. Immunomodulation. Yeah. Immunomodulation. Immunomodulation. So basically, it has an indirect benefit. You've heard me say enhancing the kung fu of your own immune response. Mm. You know, functionally making the white blood cell or helping or facilitating the white blood cell and the B lymphocyte in its job to engage and disrupt and disable what they call, you know, the micro uh, biological life forms, the bacteria that shouldn't be there, for instance, through production of ROS, reactive oxygen species, as well as the targeting engagement potential of the white cells. So the white blood cells and B lymphocytes. So uh, for those of you who have succeeded, it may not be because of direct intervention, but indirect benefit to the entire immune system or immune response, not hyper stimulating, but making more efficient. In other words, enhancing the Kung Fu of the immune response. Now, here's another thing I will add. I am not selling any product. I'm not labeling any product here with this statement, but I've worked with many doctors and nurses over the years when there is an intractable UTI that nothing is touching, even oral ingestion of silver and or antibiotics and other immune modulators as well, that sometimes you have to deliver to your favorite three-letter or three-word sequence, point of foci. In other words, you have to deliver to the area in need, and therefore, people that have the capacity to do so, if they introduce the active state of silver into the bladder directly, they can eliminate a UTI almost instantaneously. And I've, I've had uh, physicians that have done that, nurses that have done that and seen it, witnessed it. I'm not making that up. That's a bit more of a challenge, though, to be able to find somebody that can do that for you, right? Yeah, so here's the question of the year for Super Don. He's going to be very uncomfortable. He's going to squirm as I ask this. That's Would you be more willing to do a catheter up the you-know-what to bring silver into your bladder or coffee up the bum for <laughs> the other benefits of the detox pathways? I don't give you a third option. I'm so mean. It's theoretical. I won't hold you to it. Just. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like, like gun to my head. Yeah. God. I'm thinking coffee enemas are going to win on this one. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, mean, it would have to be, dude. Right? I just, yes, I can't, you know. The whole catheter thing. Yeah. No, I know. I, listen, Ow, when, my, when my dad had his stroke. Mm-hmm. That was something that was a part of the unfortunate yeah. process with him. Mm -hmm. um, and that just, yeah, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Not happening. I I will consider pretty much anything before uh, uh, mm -hmm. needing one of those or yeah. being told that I need to have one well, of those. I'm not holding you back. I'm not going to go on the air tomorrow and say, Superdot says he'll do a coffee no. animal. I'm not going to do that. No, but yeah, I mean... To be honest with you, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I probably would end up having to do <laughs> the, un, the other unmentionable. The other unthinkable. Um, All right. Thank yeah. you for answering that, not running away. 
Uh, DJ Katie, organic cranberries plus oregano oil and celery juice, juice after other wonderful herbs. Yes, there are many things that can help. I'm not giving you all of them. And DJ Katie threw another one. She says, we lightly cook down the cranberries. This is in our chat room. Thank you for adding that. Smash it into a juice and then by your mouth directly into the bloodstream. So you can get sublingual absorption as well, holding it in the mouth. Yes, that's true. And that's a, a wonderful technique. Remember the homeopathic remedies include berberus, berberus aquifolium. Uh, there's also, um, well, taraxicum. Remember dandelion? Dandelion so good for the urinary tract, kidneys. Dandelion, taraxicum, homeopathic dandelions, taraxicum. Uh, let's see, cantharis. Cantharis is a classic uh, uh, homeopathic remedy for UTIs. Cantharis. Oh, yeah, you got the, uh, the chat. I should do this there. more often, really. You should show that, yeah. So people can see what's going yeah. on over at our website. Mm -hmm. So our chat room there. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, options. And if you guys can study, you know, the uh, Materia Medica, you can look up some more remedies. All the liver remedies are going to be good for uh, the kidneys as well. Remember, the, the kidneys are passively downstream from the liver for the most part. So uh, if you benefit the liver, you're going to help the kidneys as well. Uh, so a little UTI help today on the Robert Scott Bell Show in the bonus round. There you go. Yeah. So great news with uh, Jonathan E. Mord raising more money by a factor of nine than the nearest competitor. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean lift off the gas. If you've got any ability to support Jonathan, please do so. EmordforVA.com. Also, to support the show here, we have a new way to do it beyond um, the other methods to do so. Please support our sponsors that make this thing go as well and appreciate Folium products, foliumpx.com. And uh, maybe we'll see Bobri in Nashville, I think. I don't know if he's going to come to the Utah event, but uh, I would love to see have reunions everywhere we go. There's so many cool things coming up. So do I need to send anything to the folks from We the Patriots USA for that event? Did we? Did you send like bio and picture or anything to them? I, I right. didn't get a request. So are you on the email thread? I don't think so. I didn't see a request. Evan was. Okay. Well, no, I'm he, sure he could, he's got all that info. Hopefully though. he does. All right. Yeah. Cool. Now, oh, and speaking of Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. is my special guest for Sunday's uh, live, well, say new, all new Robert Scott Bell show with our discussion of spiritual slash religious uh, uh, experiences cool, and awakenings and things. And uh, Kevin, there will be tears. I'll just say that. There will be tears. Huh? And a good good thing. Good tears, though. Right. Uh, and a great opportunity to share a little bit more about our passion, our mission, and, and how it all aligns. So thank you, Kevin, for being on board for that. And let's see. Tomorrow we'll be live at the Be Healthy Utah event. Sandy, did we, did you get an email or not? Because if not, I'm going to start releasing tickets to, to some of my friends that are coming, and I want them to get there. All right, I'm checking right now. Yeah. Let's see here. No. Mm-hmm. No. I do not see any emails asking okay. for free tickets, no. All right, so do me a favor, Super D. Just tell me how I can make that viable for my uh, friends that I want to see at the okay. event. And I'll, I will do so. I'll, have them, I'll send it out and they'll be able to get in for free. Those of you who want to watch later, uh, our Bell 40 is the discount. You'll have access to all of the uh, presentations uh, at the Be Healthy Utah event. 40% off. Bell 40 is the discount code. So do that. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. What else? Anything else? Any other announcements? Breaking news? Oh, so I really enjoyed Dave on the show. Really is a good guy. Yeah. So glad we've, we, you know, we've, we've charged through 
to make that connection. And here's what I'm I'm wondering. I mean, when we end up on on like a streaming service, I mean, are we going to have to like up our game maybe a little? We gonna, am I going to have to like start dressing better and? I wonder. Well, get what a haircut or something. I mean, what, what, like, what does Super Don need to do? Because I know I don't have to do anything. I'm ready. I'm camp ready. <laughs> it seems like kind of a big deal. I mean, that's it is a big deal. I mean, yeah. because what it's going to do is it's going to potentially, mm-hmm. theoretically, yeah, um, it's going to w- expand our reach. Audio. You know, um, and it's going to allow people to be able to just kind of kick back on the couch and watch our show and past shows and all kinds of stuff like that. I, I don't know. That's maybe I'm overreacting, but, uh, yeah. All right. Can you do me a favor too, super Don send out an email? Obviously you're probably going to do one on Q streaming. If you haven't done that already for our audience. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, blast out, uh, an email for tickets for the Nashville event for the Warners. I think I sent you information on that too. Okay. So we can reach out and let everybody know. Don't want them to miss out on all the awesomeness that's coming up. All right. Yeah. So y'all check it out. Sign up for the newsletter because occasionally Super Don has a moment to send out. It's going to happen. My yeah. son actually is going to start helping me with some of the other stuff that I've been doing. Okay. And it's going to free me up to to do what I haven't done in, in a really long time. Yeah. Not, and I'm not talking about the newsletter. But yeah. I really, you know, I, I'm I'm driven. There's a lot to do lot to, to do. spend more time on producing mm-hmm. what's going on here with the show. Um, well, I guess maybe the motivation will be being on TV. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. So anyway, it'd be cool. Yes, sign up for that because I also send out emails on stuff that's going on and yeah. opportunities and stuff. So yeah, I, I was coming home from the gym this morning and, um, I, you know, I play a lot of what streaming, whatever music and it happened to be playing, 1999 by Prince. I think at the time when I got home, that was oh. my and and you know I'm just jamming out to a little bit. And my son comes down and says, "That's not the song you should be playing today." I'm like, "What song should I be playing today? What do you mean, what song should I be yes. playing?" And then he proceeds to change the music over uh, to, uh, "Well, you know the date today, do you?" Of course I do. Yeah. So he he <laughs> starts playing "Light Up" by Sticks. Oh, okay. I guess that that should be the anthem for 420, right? Um, it, it, well, there's many, there are many, many to to choose from. (laughs) Um, but yes, I, I am aware of what the date is today. Was that nine, nine years ago we were together on 420? I got a reminder today. There it is. is. Yeah. There's, there's us at the cannabis cup in uh, Denver, Colorado. And that was nine years ago. I think that was, uh, yes, yes. It was nine years ago. And look at that. Look at how much hair. Look how, I look how much younger we look. Or the color of our hair, right? The color is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've yeah. grayed quite a bit uh, between then and that. But yeah, so have I. All the so agreements we've had grade my hair. And I was about 40 pounds lighter there, too. Wow. But was that yeah, there's that. Louisiana. Oh, look at that. Oh, that was definitely before Louisiana. Okay. Louisiana changed everything for you. Master there's Bong. us uh, with Master Bong when you had him on the show. And here's one I thought you might enjoy. Ah, yes. Look at that. Brendan, the truth, Vera. That's right. And he brought with his, uh, I don't know if his girlfriend or wife at the time, but I think they're still married. They have kids now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my dinner that day or lunch that day from R. Thomas. He went all the way to R. Thomas still yep. back in the yep. day. Got that. That was really nice of him. That was cool. He was, he was my uh, 
and still is. I mean, of my of all time, my one of my favorite uh, UFC. What a great guy! MMA yeah. fighters. That was cool. So nine years ago, it was four, uh, 420 in Denver. That was the 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 day that it officially became full on legal in Colorado. Remember in Colorado? Were, yeah, recreational going, use. I was broadcasting from the event and everything, and then they were lighting it up, and I'm like looking around. I got a <laughs> at 4:20 yeah. uh, p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, everybody that uh, wanted to decided to consume cannabis and the right. lighting on fireway. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, yeah, we we had a pretty good time. I know that that was your exposure, and, and my wife was with us actually. Yeah, that's right. And she was going around picking up cards, you know, from people doing some networking and, and stuff like that. And she got a contact high on that thing. And then she uh, she ended up, she brought me a, uh, a, a candy bar, like a yeah. chocolate, you know, like that. And I ate it. And, uh, and that was just, I don't know, maybe about 20 minutes before we did the interview with Master Bong. And it was... Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I got to see if I can find that audio somewhere. We've got to have that. That would be cool. Yeah. It was, it was a bit of a fun giggly time. Yeah. Um, and also I, I saw another picture, uh, mm. with remember, um, Larry Benegas. Oh yeah. He was, he was a part of that uh, yeah. thing too. He's passed away mm -hmm. since then, but, uh, what a great guy. Great he guy. Was. Native American guy. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yes, it is 420. So a lot of people are celebrating today by the way you see this uh nancy pelosi tweets out today i spoke on the floor to affirm that every child regardless of gender identity deserves a chance to be part of a team republicans dangerous bill puts transgender kids in harm's way and puts politics over participation i'm like do you, you hate know, women? Do you nobody hate has women? said nobody what? has ever said that they cannot play sports and be on a team yeah no but nobody nobody said that this gets me because it's like nancy pelosi hates women why? Because she would support a man yes. pretending to be a woman and beating the tar out of women at their sport or literally in a combat. Well, listen, uh, Nancy Pelosi and a lot of these these Democrats for yeah. decades, you know, it was the fight for women's rights, right? Yeah. Women's yeah. rights and equality and equity for all, women. All over women's rights. Suddenly now. now they don't give a flip about women. Yeah. You know, suddenly now that's not the, that's not the, the flavor of the week. And so now now they're championing. You know this this other thing going on, who, who which is actually which actually is damaging women's rights. Right? Who falls for this? She got Republicans' dangerous bill put transgender gender kids in harm's way. What? You know what? Here's what I say: solve the problem. If you really are into promoting transgenderism, then provide transgender leagues. Yes, exactly. Transgendered, hundred percent. If you don't want to be male or female, or you want to pretend to be something you're not, and you're in that category, have your own league. Leave the women to compete with women. And until women who become or, men compete with or men. Or the alternative would be you yeah. compete in a league mm -hmm. uh, that is the the gender that you were born yeah. as, you know, uh, whatever, or, you know. That's, but uh, That's so hateful, Super Don. I know. You're putting politics over participation. Oh, my God. No, I'm putting common sense over I know. stupidity I'm like, is what I'm doing. Well, you moron. <laughs> Gosh, and, and she's not alone. I just don't know if this is real or this is just part of the destructive agenda of, um, yeah. you know, this, yeah, I, I not know. a Kennedy Democrat. Let me just say it that way. I'm telling you between the, 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 the transgender sports and the, and the thing and the, and the drag queen story hour mm -hmm. and all that stuff like that. I just, I, I feel like I'm in, in 
cuckoo land. I, I, it's, it's just, it's hard to wrap my head around. I, I just don't, I just don't talk about it because I don't even know how to, you know, at this point, I just don't understand it, but yeah. But what would Fox News Fox News do without it, I guess, right? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. All right. Well, let's pack it up. I got stuff to do. My daughter's in uh what play what play is she in tonight? Next four four. She got four performances of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, cool. They got a big it's like a hundred kids in this thing. Unbelievable. Nice. And then I got to go prep, organize for the uh, Be Healthy Utah event. We'll be live streaming from that event tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I hope to see you all there and, and other upcoming events. Check out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Have a great night, y'all, Leslie says. Have a great night, y'all. And please share it as Leslie is. She's sharing the Q streaming link to all of her family members. They might not even listen or watch the Robert Scott Bell show. They won't care, but they'll be caring about $59.99 to get more streaming than they've ever gotten or ever could get for that price. Fraction of the cost of what. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. So, all right. Well, we'll see you then, Robert, tomorrow from the event. And mm-hmm. we'll be on. We've got guests and people. I think we've got, don't we have Ginger Taylor scheduled for tomorrow? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That'll be cool to get, get catch up with her. because We'll, we'll see who while. shows up. At, at, that could be live with me on the air. That could be some, some fun surprises. And remember, right. for our patron supporters, and you could become a patron supporter, as little as five bucks a month. Pay the whole year in advance if you want. Uh, Monday, I think it is, our next AMA. Yep. 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Zoom. A great interface, and uh, we get to give away stuff to you to say thank you, uh, which is great. Leslie says she's setting up prom for our high schoolers tomorrow. Oh, take pictures. Got to see the prom dresses and all that. We we uh, um uh, my wife ordered a prom dress for my daughter, and she's like, I don't like that. I found another one I like, and we ordered that one. And then we put the other prom dress up on like you know, what equivalent of Craigslist kind of thing, but not that mm-hmm. Craigslist. And, uh, in fact, one of her friends went, Oh my gosh, I have a prom that I've been invited to and I don't have a dress. And she came over and it was perfect. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. No way. Always cool. When stuff works out like that. Yeah. That was really cool. That was really cool. They were so happy or like, they had been shopping, couldn't find anything. And so we had apparently ordered it for them. Um, so that's coming up soon as well. All right. right. Well, again, the, 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 the Democrats, you think I hate Democrats? No. Kennedy Democrats are awesome. They're common sense people. It's like back when you used to have disagreements and parties and you could still be pals. That's the kind of Democrat that uh, I appreciate. And I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, nor a super Don, to my knowledge. We're just trying to. I actually, I didn't know until the other day because I just, I forget what it was I did. I had to go renew my ID or something like that at the DMV. Uh And and, uh, I got my voter registration card in the mail. (laughs) I was like, oh, what am I? I don't even remember. And I'm registered as a libertarian, so. Oh, very cool. That one works for me. Yeah, very nice, very nice. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys, and uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Later, staters.